What up? It's your boy Tommy G here with episode seven of the No Mercy podcast. Please go subscribe, download, friend, follow, whatever you have to do on all those different outlets, iTunes, Podbean, Google Play, wherever you're listening to this. Uh, today's episode was long, informative, and pretty fucking funny, if I do say so myself. I was joined by Jeff Manns, uh, at Jeff underscore Manns on Twitter, and at the Jeff Manns on Instagram. And also, we started a No Mercy Instagram account. Uh, just started it. I don't even think we have any followers yet. So get over to Instagram, at No Mercy Pod. We're going to be doing some like behind-the-scenes videos from there, running some contests from there, probably live stream the beer pong events and stuff from the No Mercy Instagram account. Uh, also follow my Instagram account, at TommyGDFS and at the Jeff Mans. So get over there and check that out. This episode has everything, everything you want. Uh, we have... Me and Jeff's Twitter fight, where he was a bird and I was a terrorist. We did a buy low, sell high with about 25 different players that you guys are going to be looking at from your seasonal leagues for trades. Also has a DFS impact. We broke down literally 25, 30 players. We did a week two review real quick, just looking back at last week. We did a week three primetime game slate, so we went in-depth on the Thursday night slate from a betting perspective and DFS. Also did the Sunday night game and the Monday night game. We also did a glance at week three. So we talked about who's going to be chalked this week, some mispricings. We both made some bold predictions on wide receivers that are going to score touchdowns. And then we had the non-NFL topics. We did fuck, marry, kill with like fucking Harvey Weinstein, Bill Cosby, Matt Lauer, uh, did Saved by the Bell Girls. We did everything. Uh, live from Han- FanDuel headquarters on why their site looks like a mess. Uh, answered some Twitter questions. Just absolute, as everything. DFS, seasonal, laughs. You're going to enjoy it. Hang with it. It's an hour and 40 minutes long. We couldn't shut the fucker down. But uh, go sign up at GuruElite.com. We lowered all the prices because we're three or four weeks into the season. Gambling, DFS, you name it. We got it. Well, I'm out of breath. So without further ado, hit it, Miyagi. Mercy is for the weak. We do not train to be merciful here. A man face you, he is enemy. Enemy deserve no mercy. What up? Let's get weird. It's your boy Tommy G here with episode seven of the No Mercy podcast. I am joined today by the shoe build stork himself, Jeffrey Manns. What up, Jeff Manns? The fuck is that? Yeah. Hey, what's up, everybody? Hey, Tommy. <laughs> Jesus. We're going to talk about this for sure. <laughs> shoe build. Where the fuck does this shit come from? I, uh, I, I, I'll, I'll break it down. It was, it was one of those things where I just woke up and I was actually thinking about like our show that we were going to do. Uh-huh. And the first thing I saw on Twitter was a video of you, a shoe built stork. <laughs> and it was just perfect. And then when I, when I sent it out to Twitter, I was like, let's see if this gets any traction. And it got like 40 likes within like 30 seconds. So I was like, okay, he does look like a shoe built stork. So we're going to talk about that in a second. Uh, for those of you who are new to the show, Uh, I'll break down kind of what me and Jeff are going to be covering today. We never know if we're going to get to fucking all of it. So there's a very good chance that I'm going to say some shit that we don't get to. And we're going to add some shit that we do get to. Uh, But go follow us all on Instagram, social media, Twitter, all of it. uh, At No Mercy Pod on Instagram. We just started the account. I don't even think it has a follower yet outside of me. So go to Instagram at No Mercy Pod and Twitter at No Mercy Pod. I am at Tommy G on Twitter at Tommy G DFS on Instagram. And Jeff is who the fuck? His fucking handles are crazy. He's the Jeff Mans on Instagram. Yep. 
And at the underscore no, Jeff Mans. Not the, Twitter. just Jeff underscore Mans. Oh, at Jeff underscore Mans on Twitter. Ampersand, okay. apostrophe, <laughs> the percentage sign. Nine to the square root of 12. The, the yin stupid. yang sign and the emoji. Uh, the worst handles. <laughs> The worst fucking handle. Sorry, I didn't pay for my fucking Twitter handle. Sorry, sorry. Uh, step your game up. Step your game up. Step my game up. I'm not trying right, to anything. I'm too old. We got to get into this. So let me set the show here. So here's what we're going to be talking about on this show. This is going to happen uh, every week, at least once a week, maybe twice a week with me and Jeff. Um, these shows are probably going to be a little bit longer. We are very long-winded, but we're going to talk about sure. from the NFL perspective. We're going to do some buy low, sell high um, about, you know, kind of guys in seasonal that you should be going to trade for. Or you should be going to dump. Uh, we won't do what ESPN and the NFL Network and all those fucking channels do and use these fucking layups. So we're going to try and do some tougher ones. Uh, we'll do a week two review of DFS. We're going to do a week three. This is what we're going to do because we obviously have all the hardcore Sunday slate stuff on GuruElite.com. We destroyed this week. So we'll talk about that in a minute. But uh, you'll get that on the site. So head over to GuruElite.com. We just dropped the prices because we're three weeks in. So go over to GuruElite.com. We're gonna do, we do a show on Friday. We're going to really go heavy into the DFS stuff with our articles on Fridays and Saturdays. But what we can talk about here is really the primetime slate. So we'll talk about the Thursday night game. We'll talk about the Sunday night game and the Monday night game. And then we'll do a little glance at week three. So we'll do a little high-level overview for you guys. You know, who's going to be chalky, who to look at, some mispricings. But uh, get over to GuruLeet.com if you want the full in-depth breakdown for DraftKings and FanDuel. And then non, you were going to say something? Yeah, of course, by week three, you do mean week four. So I'm just making sure everybody understands. Yeah, no, I, I wanted baboon. to look smart. I wanted to look smart, so I was going to give predictions <laughs> for week three. Do we Play so- Tyler Boyd, play Calvin Ridley. We should so do Make that. sure you guys. <laughs> we look like fucking geniuses. Well, really, honestly, with our week three picks, I think we did kind of know. Kind of crystal ball that happened, that's true. So. We know Mr. Thomas that shit. Uh, and then the non-NFL shit, which you guys seem to like more than the NFL shit, we're going to do our normal Fuck, Mary Kill. I oh uh, posted a question for Fuck, Mary Kill. It's got like 100 of these things, so Jeez. we're going to do like three or four of those. Uh, we'll answer some Twitter questions, as we always do. We're going to do a live from FanDuel headquarters. Uh, we touched on it oh. last week. We're going to get into it this week. Jeff knows none of this. I'm just telling you. I know. You right I'm just like, I'm oh, just we are. This is awesome, time. by the way. This yeah. sounds great. <laughs> when are we going to do and, it? Yeah, and then, and then obviously I think we start with our fucking Twitter war uh, and Instagram war, really, where me and you were going back and forth with each other. So it, uh, explain uh, how your morning started, Jeff. My morning starts, yeah, today. For one, just anybody wants to get into it with Tommy, it's like fighting a, a, a ground war in China or in Asia. Like you're not going to – he is so freaking precise on this bullshit – he knows I'm on the West Coast. So you think uh, Tommy G is not an early riser normally, but yet on show day and he's planning, he's doing all this shit. What do you know? Fucking 9 a.m. This motherfucker is sending out something about me looking like a stork, which he knows it's 6 a.m. Part yep. of the four-hour block a night that I sleep. It's all bullshit. He calculates everything. And so he's got a three-hour run of the internet just cracking me down saying I look like a fucking stork. And then he gets Photoshop skills out of nowhere. Dude can't I don't know where tie I his own I, shoelace. I, circa, circa 2012 I pulled that from. Unbelievable. You get my hair. I think you had the glasses uh, I, I or the headset on the goddamn stork. So, yeah, I, I opened Twitter. I'm like, oh, you get off, you know, 275 new messages. <laughs> and I'm going through that. Hey, what, what do you think of Le'Veon Bell coming back? Oh, by the way, you look like a short uh, fucking – Short build, Shoe build stork, stork. <laughs> whatever the fuck it is. And I'm like, what? 
and all these messages about me looking like a story. So uh, that was pretty uh, aggressive. Like I said, I woke up to a gorilla attack, and Tom. Yeah, it, it was it was scripted. It was. I actually went to bed early last night and set an alarm for this morning. Oh, I knew I was going to attack you this such morning. Bullshit, like I was, man. that was a hundred percent in my plan. And I was like, what am I going to do? And I was scrolling through Twitter, and literally the first thing that came up was this big dinosaur-looking fucking bird. And I was just like, this is gold. This literally is Jeff Mann's. And uh, it was perfect. And I even texted you because I knew you were sleeping because it was like 6 a.m. your time. And I was like, wait till you wake up, motherfucker. Oh, <laughs> like, my God. You better have an Eminem kill shot ready because MGK is coming for you. And that's right another now. thing because I have to bounce back. Like, I, I'm like, I'm on the I mat. thought you did a good job with the bounce back. I had to. Well, I had to go to my old standby, which is you looking like fucking Muhammad Atta, which I've said for years. <laughs> And nobody seems to think it. It's unbelievable that you live on the East Coast, yet you get through security ever at an airport. Like, I would never. I, I, I like my beard. I, I, I like the beard. The girls like the beard. You seem to think I look like a terrorist. Go to at the, yeah. at the Jeff Mans on Instagram to see his post and at Tommy GDFS on Instagram to see mine. Vote but who you- did it better because that bullshit, it's skewed towards Tommy. <laughs> who I wore it better? I will say it was this. closer. Yeah, it's bullshit. You look, I mean, no way I let you through an airport security line. Dude, you literally do. You, like, you look like a fucking shoe build stork. You, you look, look exactly. like an Al Qaeda reject. <laughs> you like, look, you're climbing you, on monkey bars and you only made it past, like, the first floor. You stupid fucking baby birthing bird bitch. You, 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 I don't even know how you made the fucking podcast because you should be dropping fucking babies off on someone's front steps right now yeah. at this time. You, you fucking bird fuck. I was thinking, I, I don't mind looking like a bird as much as, because at least I can fly. I'm allowed to fly as a bird. Plus, think about my bird beak could eat, think of all the, all the box I could chow. I could <laughs> but chow think about, You want to talk about flying? Yeah. I'm pretty sure Muhammad Atta has a history of flying. Yeah, crashing into fucking buildings and killing people. That's the fuck. That's exactly so what pro- Tommy G is. You want to be it's like a kamikaze pilot in World War II or like a fucking Al Qaeda terrorist in 2001. That time, that is living the Tommy G life hey, right and there. And we all know I'm a huge Eminem guy, so kamikaze works. But it does. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll take a poll for you listeners. Make sure you go to Instagram and start checking this out because it is literally. You've never seen an animal look. There was a question on Twitter. What animal do you think I look the most like, Jeff? Did you have one in mind? An animal. I don't know what any animals that are capable of growing beards and looking like they're Middle Eastern terrorists. (laughs) That's the the, what's the greasiest, slimiest animal there is? Because that's Tommy. Like that's one thing about football. Remember that old game, Smear the Queer, when we were kids. Like that that game. Like you could never tackle Tommy because he's too greasy. That's right. Like he's just way too wet. And it's I just a skin. Crisco, motherfucker. It's just your, yeah. Yeah, it's just your skin. Should, should we address how long it took us to figure out Instagram this morning? Oh, my God. <laughs> I w- how did we not record that? First of all, I don't even know how to fucking use Instagram. Rappaport's taught me how to use it. And fucking my brother and all these I, girls I know. Like, I don't even know how to do a story. Like, I just learned that last week. I learned still it this don't morning. Know I still don't know how to do videos. And I was trying to show Jeff how to do it. So it was literally like dumb and dumber, like the blind leading the blind. How long did it take us to get you to post your first story? Oh, uh, I don't Seriously, know. Seriously, see, real time. Real, how long do you think we spent? Uh, 26 minutes. It, it had to be a half hour. At least. Yeah. About, At least. Yeah. I mean, it was painful. I've never felt so out of place. And I started just crying and saying, the world has passed me by. Because <laughs> that's what I felt like. I'm like, what is the story? How do you share old. it? Where do you find settings? And Tommy, I don't know. 
Where do oh, you find dude, settings? Like, you was, can click this. It why does it? We're screenshotting what each other's Instagram looks like. <laughs> we're sending pictures like, to each other. Why don't like, you have this bracket? Like this I don't stuff? have this bracket. What kind of account do you have? I don't know. What kind of? Good God, we're we're like that. We're becoming the old dudes. We are. That that was literally. I swear to God, it was one of those moments where you literally, when you were done with it, just went, "Holy fuck, I'm old." Yeah. You know, like we're at that age, right? When you start to approach forty or hit forty. Where you still feel like you're young, you know, and we're still interacting with 25-year-olds, and, you know, I'm still dating 25-year-olds, you, you know, but, it, yeah, that was a moment, dude. That was a scary, scary moment for me, but, anyway, let's get, it, let's get into a little bit about the week in review here, and then we'll get into week three and uh, the buy low, sell highs in a minute, but, yeah. so, NFL week two, from a DFS perspective, three. was... Oh, oh my God, okay. dude! I keep saying the wrong week. No, you're right. It's dude. week three. I keep saying okay. Well, that's off. what I thought. Man. This is the I, old I was man. writing episode this six. Is, oh. Ladies, don't let your husbands get hit by a tire iron because <laughs> they will they will be incapable of doing anything but a shitty podcast after. There's so many stories <laughs> that these people don't know with the tire iron and shipmates and all that. that oh we'll my God, and, that's right. Another, we'll save them for less okay, less yeah. plentiful podcasts. We got enough True. on this show. But uh, okay, week three yes. review. Uh, week three was a fucking smash. Uh, if you didn't listen to the last episode, I'm not even going to say numbers anymore. I'm just going to say last, current, and next. Uh, if you didn't listen to the last episode with Mad Lab and the Bod, I mean, I was fucking hysterical. Like, the Bod, Kurt, and Mad Lab were just on fire. Uh, it wasn't too much sports talk, so you're not missing anything. If you listen <laughs> to it late, you can, listen to this thing, you can listen to this thing in a month, and it still fucking works. But uh, it was fantastic. And I did my whole story about how I missed the qualifier on DraftKings by 1.7 points because of an Eckler fumble at the end and 16 Wah. other unforeseen events. So why fucking... I missed the qualifier. Rich Wah. didn't get richer. Wah. Wah. But uh, I did have a great weekend. Uh, hit for, you know, 20K. Good weekend. Happy about it. Felt like I should have hit more. So it always sucks when you leave with that. But our calls were fucking spot the fuck on. Subscribers destroyed uh, talk to me a little bit about your week in review. Uh, week in review, it was a great week. Uh, hit all the cash games across the board again. And the thing is, this is a week, uh, the way I play daily fantasy sports and daily fantasy football is pretty simple. If I didn't have a profitable week the week before, if I didn't win my cash games, which are 50-50 contests, I don't allow myself to play in GPPs. And I got very lucky. I had a down week in week two, but still somehow was over the pay line in cash. Thus, I was able to play GPPs this past week, week number three, and that's when Calvin Ridley appeared to me like a great shiny knight in armor charging at me to rescue me. Calvin, I love Calvin Ridley against the Saints. I like the game flow, of course, and what I like specifically is Ken Crowley can't guard him his own face. Like He couldn't guard anything, and then late in the week they said, oh, it's okay, we're going to move Crowley out and put P.J. Williams in, and my ears perked up, like the hair on the back of my neck. I'm like, P.J. Williams, that guy's a piece of shit. Like, oh, my God. Remember that old ESPN commercial? Jimmy Key, what's he, like 75? Like, yeah, I was like, P.J. Williams, holy shit. Like, I got to break me off a piece of that. Like, you're telling me Calvin Ridley. And I had also spoken with D. Orlando Ledbetter, Atlanta, Atlanta Journal-Constitution about this. And he's like, dude, Ridley's balling out. Like, they, this kid, they can't – they don't know. He's hit another gear since the start of the season and practices – he, he and Ryan are really in a good spot. And I'm like, fuck it. Let's go Calvin Ridley. And I was talking him up, spent three hours in our Guru Elite chat on Saturday night talking up Calvin Ridley. And thank God, because we had a number of subscribers hit for six figures. Oh, I hit God. for just over 10 grand you know, on the, in the day. Um, 
a couple GPPs, uh, finished fourth in uh, a GPP that netted me 8,600 total. Yeah, 8,600 in that one or 8,400. You I, went I in the chat because yeah. Ridley was obviously a big play. Boyd was a big play too. I had, oh, yeah. I actually, I, I wrote an update in my article and it said in the update, I'm scared to fucking death of how much Boyd I have. Like, I, I don't like this. I'm way overweight, and it scares the shit out of me. And it mm-hmm. did scare the shit out of me. It worked out, but it was still scary heading in. And, you know, I got a lot of love for Ridley, too, because Ridley was, was a guy that I was very high on. We spoke about it on the live stream. Yes, we did. But you supposedly went into the chat and basically said, like, Saturday this night, is yeah. my favorite play of the fucking entire season yeah. or something. I, I Well, I said I loved it for this, the day. I said it. I wanted to pay up. I, I, it's another thing that saved us is the whole build. Uncovering Ridley like that and being on him as much allowed me not to have to pay down at both running back spots. And that really helped out because when you look at it and you look at what Clement, Lat Murray, Gio did well, but everybody else, um, uh, the Jordan Wilkins, TJ Yeldon, none of the replacement backs did anything really great. Gio did. He's the only one. So if you had one out of four, great. But a lot of Clement, a lot of Lat Murray shares. And to be able to not have both of them, to move one of them down, move up at running back was the key to everything for me, and I know a lot of our subscribers as well. So that that was very good. And I'll tell you straight out, I, the, the Ridley call, because people already ask me, who's the Ridley of this week? There isn't any. There, right. It doesn't <laughs> fucking happen every goddamn week. Like, we're, we'll work on it. We keep grinding it out. But, man, you know, we hit for the, these big ones. You don't expect three touchdowns, 150 yards out of no. somebody that's you know near minimum price. Thirty seven hundred dollars. Expected right, a touchdown, hundred yards was gonna be golden and stuff like that, and that was fantastic. These kind of hits are great, but it's why we put in the research. It's why we dig as deep as we do every single week and why it takes us till Friday to put out our articles and stuff, because we ain't fucking around beforehand. Yeah, and that's and that's the whole thing. I mean, I'm updating my article until Saturday at noon. You know, and yep. you're in the chats and on the shows and stuff like all night Saturday until like four in the morning with these guys into Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of my updates worked out, worked out really well. Um, I actually had Lat Murray high and then in the update ended up I wrote in the update ended up very underweight Lat Murray and bumped up uh, Geo ahead of him and Clement ahead of him, mainly just because he's not very talented. And that's what it really came down to. I was hemming and hawing over it and I'm looking at numbers and I'm looking at data and I'm looking at this and I'm like, you know what? Lat Murray sucks. Yeah. You know, he's just not good at football. So uh, why do I want to fucking play this guy? You know, when, when Gio is the guy that I ended up probably having the most of, and Clement seemed to be, like, in a great spot. I mean, we saw more Smallwood than we expected. But, uh, you know, obviously, you know, I was off the Vikings D. I was off a lot of that stuff. Ebron, you were the first one to say Telling you were him. off of. Yeah. He was, like, 44% owned in, like, small-dollar tournaments. And uh, I was on him early in the week. I did the show with you on Friday. Yep. And you actually talked me off him a little bit, where I went down from like 70% to 40%. And then I read uh, Magic Sports Guy's article, too. And he was right, had a good stat in there about how the Colts only ran 18, the Colts' tight ends with Doyle and Ebron the week before only ran 18 routes. Right. So I was like, fuck this. Like, I'm, I'm getting way the fuck off him then. So I basically abandoned ship on him outside of one team, which ended up being the team that. That actually was one of my better ones, but it was not because of Ebron. Um, you know, Gia, uh, Gurley versus Kamara was a big decision. I went Gurley on my main teams. Actually, my third or fourth team was the one that won me all the money. Um, and that's what happens. That's why we tell you guys, you have to build three teams or more if you're playing GPPs. It's a different world now. It's a top-heavy world. I, now, Jeff, I know you do it a little bit different, but your bread is buttered on the cash games. Yes. But 
if, if you're trying to hit for big home run scores like me and a lot of our subs are, you can't do that with one lineup anymore. Like, right. it's, just, it's just not feasible when you're going against people, one, multi-accounting, so they have like 300 to 450 lineups, and two, there's just so much variance and so many mispricings that you kind of want to get a piece of a little bit of everything. And my best lineup, unfortunately, wasn't in the $2,000 entry because it wasn't my number one lineup, but it was, a, it was a New Orleans game stack. It was pretty simple. Some fucking knucklehead on Twitter fucking goes, oh, Tommy G won with Kamara, and he said Gurley over Kamara. Yeah, I had Gurley over Kamara in my main two lineups, and I had Kamara on the third in the game stack. I'm not going to stack the fucking game without fucking Kamara in the damn lineup. And Gurley scored like 29 anyway. You know, like everyone's acting like Gurley did nothing. So he did great. Uh, Twenty yeah, for hundred touchdown, yeah. five catches, fifty yards. He's fine. Yeah, I mean, I had some bold predictions that fucking were into nuts. Uh, John Brown forty yard touchdown. He had a forty yard catch. Will Fuller outscores Hopkins. That happened. Zeke and Gurley combined for three hundred yards was a bold call. I think they combined for two ninety six. Aguilar doesn't hit two x on DraftKings. I don't even think he hit one x. Uh, Bears and Texans both outscore the Vikings. D that happened. You know, and these were bold calls. These are ones that shouldn't happen. Uh, missed a few too, but um, overall, great, great week. Fucking loved it and uh, ready to get back at it this week, man. Yeah, no doubt. And by the way, I, I got a fucking prediction later on the show for you guys. A random fucking wide receiver touchdown. I'm putting it on record right here on No Mercy for this week. I'm not going to tell you yet. We'll get to it, though. All righty. Yeah, like so, that? That's a tease, yeah, Tommy G. Right. That's a, you, you, have, you should have a career in radio, Jeff. I should do this for a living. Someday I you will. Should, if, I didn't look, you should I'll, if I didn't have a bill that kept hitting the microphone, <laughs> my, if say, my bill you, just kept. How do you keep that fucking bill away from the mic? Oh, I keep hitting the, uh, Just so you guys also make sure to listen to Jeff on SiriusXM. Um, they don't let us talk about No Mercy on SiriusXM, but I could talk about SiriusXM. On I no should Mercy. say like uh, Mo Nursey. Yeah, no Mo Nursey, the no Mo Nursey Dodd Pass. No Mercy Dodd Cast. Dodd yeah, Dodd Dodd Pass. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, Series 210 XM 87, 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. Eastern every day. Yeah. Uh, Jeff's, Jeff's on there rocking it, sometimes with Schuster, sometimes with Ray Flowers, Hoguru Elite Squad. Um, so let's get to a Twitter question here first. Uh-oh. So okay. one of the Twitter here questions. Go. Here we is, go. Yeah, you don't know what any of these are. I know. So fucking scary. is Caitlyn Jenner a handsome woman or a beautiful man? Um... Neither, right? Like no, like, he's a monster to look at. Um, <laughs> just an absolute monster. And listen, I don't mind. Like, dude, listen. No, no, no. For no. one, no. No. no, no. You're gonna go politically correct. No, no, here. I'm no. You're I'm not, not offend the transgender. That's what you're gonna no, do. I know. No, I'm just no. I don't no because I'm I'm just gonna be honest. Like, I don't care who's sucking my dick. Like, I don't care <laughs> who. I don't care who it is. It doesn't matter to me. Like, if somebody's willing to do it, just do it. It's fantastic. So I don't care cross-dressing and, and whatever. I teach their own on that. But he, that thing is a monster. And I, monster. I, mean, I don't want anything to do with it. So, I, I mean, I handsome man or beautiful woman, neither. He's just no. gross. Dude. I don't know. Jenner was disgusting. Bruce Jenner was disgusting yeah. since he turned like 40. I guess he was like a sex symbol back when he was in his 20s and 30s and in the Olympics and shit. Well, because it's dude, funny. How many? It's funny. That's right. Tommy G. People find Tommy G attractive despite how? being just an absolute grease ball. Muhammad because Anna. you're rich. I know. Right? You're rich yeah, and somewhat famous. Like that. Is. That's amazing. When you, when you, you can look any so way true. you want. Tom Cruise is like 5'2". Like I could put Tom Cruise <laughs> in my pocket. 
And it was like, oh my god, he's a hunk. He's a hunk. He's a little tiny little fucking dwarf. Yeah, he's a dwarf. He's like, remember that dwarf on golf guy? That's how Tom Cruise got to start. Nobody, little known fact, everybody in Hollywood, but that's how he. I still don't know how I get laid. Honestly, I think about it all the time. I don't. I don't fucking know. I don't get it. I don't either. And and it's just the the effortlessness of it is the crazy. And I'm not being fucking cocky here. I'm being honest, motherfuckers. This isn't. This and Jeff will not give me credit for anything in the world. But he's seen me just swoop in and leave with a, with a tent. Like right. it shouldn't happen. Well, like it should. The only not thing happen. I disagree with you about that is that you say it doesn't take effort. It takes max effort, but you do it in a way that people don't realize that how much effort you you think about all this shit. You have all these. Yeah, well, I mean, things. I guess it's you're a robot of getting laid. You're right, the small many... wonder robot of getting laid. <laughs> Bill Belichick, a pussy. <laughs> exactly. The, uh, the, yeah, I mean, I guess that's that. That there's not many people who have been single for 40 years you know like <laughs> yes. you know like most yes. people like you really True. don't get a clue till you're like 2021 right and most right. people get a good four or five year run and then they're fucking wifed up you know i yep. just kind of ran past that so it's like the shit i know now right i got 16 years more of being single oh, yeah. than you you know yeah. so anyone i'm competing with it's like i'm Not just so far beyond them from a mental perspective it's like metagame but yeah, now Caitlyn Jenner is not a handsome woman or a beautiful man. No. I'm fucking disgusted with how fucking disgustingly politically correct this whole country has gotten. Where oh. it's fine, and, and and yeah, I'm I'm gonna go in a little bit here, and I'm gonna piss some people off. But Uh-oh. the bottom line, and and I don't fucking care. I do, I'm done, dude. I I started this fucking pod, Jeff, to be able to start teeing off at this snowflake bullshit because yes. I'm fucking done with it. I'm done with everyone being so sensitive. I am for transgender rights. I am for gay marriage. Oh. I've, been, I've talked about oh, look this at him. Look at this. No, 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 Because Because that's, that's where people fucking confuse it, yeah. right? Like, you can't even make a joke or else you're a homophobe. You right. can't even do that. Like, no, that's bullshit. I'm for everyone's rights. I don't care if you fuck your dog. I don't care if you marry your fucking ferret. I don't give a shit what you do. Gerbils, where do you stand on gerbils? Up the ass, yes. Marriage, no. Gerbils are where the line's drawn. Yeah, because if you, you can't, can put, if they don't ass. have a finger to put a ring on, I, no, I agree. You can that. stick them up your ass. Though, yeah, that, that should be the law. You have to. You can marry anything that has a finger. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like the problem right now is like everyone's taking these movements that are valid, all of them. Literally, name a movement, and it was probably valid, and then they take it to such a fucking extreme where it gets forced on us. To the point where you have to literally like, okay, transgender should have equal rights. Sure, bet, 100%. I was going to Sound Factory back in the fucking 90s and hanging out with cross-dressers. You weren't. Yeah. You were in your fucking hole in Orange County yep. and have never met a fucking black guy. You never met an Asian guy. You never met a transgender and you want to fucking hold a picket sign. I was hanging out with these motherfuckers at 6 a.m. at After Hours Clubs, Rolling. treating them like the same way I would treat my best friends. Yes. So you didn't live it. We lived it. But now it's like I have to believe that every transgender is beautiful. I have to believe oh, no. this fucking... Do you see this girl with the eyebrows? This no. new fucking model? Eyebrows like, just, make me jealous, this, by the way, because I don't have bushy, any. Yeah, you don't have any. This bushy fucking unibrow, right? Mm-hmm. Like, just, like the biggest unibrow, like Anthony Davis envies it, right? And she's this like top model. And everyone's like, she's so beautiful. Look at her owning her... Be- no, she's fucking ugly as sin. And she's only popular right now because you guys have gone so far to the fucking right that there's no such thing as beautiful anymore. 
anything, the ugliest, worst thing in the world is beautiful because it's politically correct to say so. I'm just so sick of forcing down my throat what I have to believe, and I can't have my own standards of beauty or interest unless it fits the fucking snowflake bitch millennial fucktard view of what it is. I'm fucking does, sick of it, dude. But does she, the unibrow chick, back to her, does she I mean, have, I fuck her. Does it look like she has <laughs> the end of a mop in her underwears? It or looks now. like she, I mean, I, it, it, <laughs> it's I, I can't even imagine what her bush looks like, but I, it's like, I mean, I'm so sick of it. Like, look at how gorgeous this 870 pound. Why can't ever, listen, people, rally. understand me. Understand the words that I'm saying. It's okay to be ugly. Yes. Jeff's been ugly his I've whole fucking life. I've been ugly forever. And forever. He's, no one's ever fucking thrown a party for him or held a sign? Yeah, nobody, it doesn't matter. People are like, oh, look at you. You got a huge face. Yeah, I do. Well, what are you going to do about it? What? I mean, that's all it is. Create a personality. Do something right. else. Not everybody's beautiful. It's fine. Good God. I'm, not everybody's going to be nice to you. Where do we ever promise that the world's going to be nice and fair? That's another Stop. thing. Like, where's Crystal everything? Leah. Where's the fairness? Who the fuck promised you that everything's going to be fair? Nothing's fair. The world sucks. Everything's bad. Tits are fake. Everything's <laughs> terrible. Stop <laughs> pretending that the world is go- is what you think it is, and stop thinking that the world's stop all going to work out. Bitch, nothing's going to work out. Everything's going to be bad. Yes, You're all going to die. Every single one of us terribly, and nobody's going to care at our funeral. They're going to look at their watch and say, "Are we? Can we go yet?" That's right. how they don't give a shit about us. Stop pretending right. it. Good God. And mouse sex is mouse sex. Who cares okay. who it's from? Yes. Chris D'Elia yes. actually was going through a Twitter storm. Uh, by the way, best follow on Instagram. Mentioned it. D'Elia is fantastic. Great. You, you, you've, I talked about it with Mad Lemon Kurt. You've heard the Chris oh. D'Elia oh, yeah. mark? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I wake up at 4 a.m. I did yeah. a kettlebells. I built a sandcastle. Then I go play golf for 15 minutes. Then I go to bed. <laughs> then I wake up before I went to bed. I spot it'd be better. <laughs> fucking dude. So fucking good. Jesus. He's so good. Follow. Make sure you follow Chris D'Elia on Instagram. He's fucking the best of the best. But he got attacked for fucking the what would Jesus do bracelets. He fucking went after the bracelets and how fucking stupid they are. They are fucking stupid. Of course. Fucking, All bracelets fucking are stupid. What does a bracelet do? Yeah. His best thing, which we've heard before, but he fucking said it on Instagram. He doubled down, which I love. I love that. When fucking you get attacked, because I've been attacked publicly, especially on Sirius for saying shit. And then people come at you and expect you to apologize, and you just fucking double down on it. And he was just like, if you need a bracelet to know to be a good person, you're fucked up. Seek help. Yes. And that's really what it is. These fucking millennials are so fucking soft. They're such fucking pussies. They, they all need to be punched in the face. And I think what happened, Jeff, is fighting is no longer a thing. Kids don't oh, right. fight anymore. Yeah, you can't, no, they don't can't punch physical. Each, no. They don't punch each other in the face anymore. Nobody gets they punched in the face. Yeah. Nobody. Nope. They just troll each other on Twitter. Like, they'll get yeah. in an argument in the parking lot be like, see you on Instagram. You know, like, and they go home. The people need to start getting punched in the face. But anyway, Dude, we'll, I, we'll get I had an email exchange this past week with a guy that and it was talking about it. And I wrote something like, hey, yeah, this is a you know, something like relatively stern. And he's like, why are you coming at me? Coming at what the fuck are you talking about? Coming at you. I sent you an email. Why is it coming <laughs> at you? Like, Jesus Christ. Like, what would we do 20, 30 years ago when you got come at? It was fucking, you're getting off the school bus and they hit you with your fucking backpack across the back of the head of and started kicking you in the snow with steel toe, steel toe boots. That's what the fuck coming at you was. Not like, you know, reading you a strongly worded email. Like, good God, people. 
Get yeah, off of yourself. I want to murder people. Yeah. Anyway, let's get to some uh, high-low. Can't, can't say murder on this podcast. Fucking murder everybody. Can't say let's murder. Let's get to a little game of high-low here. So here's, I'm just going to throw some names out at you. Okay. Uh, being that we're already like a half hour into the pod and we haven't even gotten started. Okay. Um, so we'll do some by low. We'll are we, are we little, recording, by the way? Is this started? Uh, uh, actually, you just reminded me. Let me. Yeah. yeah okay. Good. Yeah, we did. Remember, we were timing it in the pre-show. Yeah, okay. Good. <laughs> that was the we worst ever. It took us 15 times to yes. fucking time. Time the recording. And it was not a skit. I'm going to try and clip no, it. So it was not a skit. It was legit. We couldn't time the recording to get started. We are not as smart as we just sounded no. in that last segment. No, we just sounded Which angry at them. I know everyone's going to say, smart. you guys did not sound smart. And that's exactly yeah. the point. Good. Fuck you. Yes. Um, buy low. Here's yes. some buy low guys. You tell me your take. Okay. If you think this guy is a buy low or it's, you know. Seasonal away, fantasy football, right? We're not yes, going to talk about cross right. This is more like okay. trade. You know, this isn't waiver wire shit. This is more trade. All okay. right. So David Johnson. Yeah, I'd buy low on him. People are getting really – I think the first two weeks wasn't, but after this past one, people are starting to freak out. You can get him a good value. I, I'd buy low on DJ. I'm a buy low on DJ too. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's one of the top guys I would want to buy low for. Tom Brady. Yo, God, yeah. Guy, he's, gonna, he's got that. Josh Gordon. Edelman's coming back. Forget yep. about it. Yeah, it's great. Go all over that. All over oh, that. Yeah. Gronk obviously would be the same as Brady because I think Edelman and Gordon are going to help him. Uh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so you definitely buy low on Gronk. What about Russell Wilson? He's getting Doug Baldwin back as early as this week, possibly. Baldwin's practicing as we speak. We don't have a clear-cut timetable, but it can only get better. Realistically, I'm neutral on Russell Wilson. I mean, it all depends on what price I would pay. I am not going to pay for a quarterback. Quarterback's the position, Tommy, where I want to sell the quarterback because I could replace it a lot easier. And maybe that replacement guy is Russell Wilson. But I'm not going to give up any commodity. Like, I wouldn't give up even a running back, too, for us. So, yeah, I anything guess I would, would basically. So, I guess this would basically be what you would, his normal trade value, you know, Russ would be like a dollar. Yeah. You know, dollar for dollar. Like, would you go, you know, I'd go, I'd go pay 70 cents on a dollar for Russ. For yeah. Sure. Oh, yeah. I'll do that too. On it in a yeah. Let's uh, say, especially if I lost Garoppolo and you're just trying to scan yeah. and somebody, you got to look at who, what teams have Mahomes. And yes. those teams, like, they have Russ as their number one, and then you come in and just swoop in. And, and yeah, that's a situation I like, and you, you probably wouldn't have to pay even 70 cents on the dollar for that Shady one. McCoy. No. no They're no, fun. No, I, no. I'll guarantee. Shady McCoy, it's so funny. He's going to play this week, but he didn't play last week, yet he's cheering on the sidelines and shit. Like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Dude, you – that dude wants no part of the field. <laughs> he doesn't even want to play. No. I say there's, I will bet anybody. Shady McCoy doesn't play more than eight games this year. He don't give a fuck. No. He don't give a I'm fuck. Out. He fucked me last year. Keenan Allen is actually a little bit disappointing so far. Really? Uh, yeah, I'm in on that. That's the kind of shit I like because. Uh, I mean, it's going to be tough to get him low because of his name, but. You know, he had to 108, 8 for 108 week one. But the last two weeks, total of nine catches in two weeks, you know, 111 yards combined in the last two weeks and no touchdowns. Might be able to find someone who's selling him for me. You might get him 80 cents on a dollar, 85 cents on a dollar. But, uh, yeah, I would jump on Keenan Allen for sure. By the way, one thing with Russ, he's a second-half player. So uh, that's one of the reasons I love Russell Wilson. Uh, Marvin Jones is an interesting one because of Galladay's emergence. Yeah, I think I saw a stat on Marvin Jones, like out of his 21 – targets on the year. I don't know what the exact number was, but like 12 out of 21 or whatever the targets were. Yeah. yeah, We're in the red zone. He's, he's a, he's a, you know, leaper. He's a red zone target. He's a guy who will score you touchdowns. So 
I like Marvin Jones. I've always been a Marvin Jones guy. The the more how Galladay is around and the more he's playing, it's going to be a rotation between these three and who has the big week that week. Because I don't think the offense is going to be able to st- sustain more than two receivers being full time fantasy starters. Right. So. It's a tough one for me. They yeah. do all. They do all play like ninety percent of snaps. They though, do, so but there's the only one football thing. until right, they exactly. start putting another football exactly. on the field. We're in trouble. So I, I still personally, I would buy up Marvin Jones if people want to let go of him. But I'm not going to look at Marvin Jones as a guy I can start every single week from here right. on out. Uh, I, I think, think you could start him in the flex. You could start him in a double flex for yeah. sure. You yeah. could start him as your wide receiver three, but you know you're not excited. The guy hasn't had five. He will have big weeks, yet. and it'll right. all even out. The thing with about Jones, Galladay, and Tate is it, at the end of the year, it could even out where all three right. of them are viable wide receiver threes, and maybe one of them jumps Seriously. up to a two, yeah. right? But the problem is, is you're going to get you know an on week and off week and off week and on week and off week and off week and off week and on week and on week and off 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 off. It's going to be that sporadicness. And that's what concerns me the most. So that I, I like to build my lineups more around consistency. Obviously, we're in bye weeks now, so a guy like Jones, he'll be starting now through week twelve anyway. So right, let's yeah, I, I don't think Tate's like that. I think Tate's the most consistent and is a wide receiver too, no matter what. Isn't he been the least productive though? Yeah, but he's the most consistent. He's, he's over time, but they didn't have that third it. guy. I, I I like Tate, but this, we disagree on. That. I don't want to spend too much time on this. I want to spend all show on it. Let's I just know, talk about Golden you know, Tate. And I got a million things to get to here. Everybody only wants no to hear us talk Detroit Lions wide receivers. Fuck about the Lions. Fuck the Lions. <laughs> yeah, fuck the Lions who beat the hell out of the Patriots. And hey, why? the Jets beat the shit out of them. That's all I cared about. Matt Patricia got smaller and fatter after that week too. By the that way. was an amazing. That was amazing to watch. Um, here's a, speaking of the Patriots. This is a really interesting one. This is one of those thirty cent on the dollar buys here. Okay, let me know if you have any interest in Chris Hogan. Yes. Same, same exact thing. Yes, I'd buy Logan. Even Hogan. with even with Edelman coming back yes. and Gordon coming back and Gronk on the field, you think this helps Hogan? The, you framed it so perfectly because this is, you, people don't understand. Yes, I want him because they're coming back. Right. If you told me they're not going to be there, then no, I wouldn't want Chris Hogan. But the fact that they're coming back, and, but it's no different than, in my opinion, with the Lions. It's going to be a big week. Mm-hmm. And then it's going to go away, go away, go away. Then a big, big week, big week, big week, go away, go away. It's going to be sporadic. But Chris Hogan's a guy that you could start during these bye weeks. A lot of people asking me on Twitter about dropping him. or I'm dropping Hogan. Mm-hmm. for No, don't you dare. Don't do it. Don't do it. For one, Josh, we know Josh Gordon is – He's a probably coin flip at best. Far, like he could be gone. gone. We, we never know what's going to happen, and they're not going to hold on to him. I still have a theory, by the way, mm-hmm. which uh, my Le'Veon Bell theory that he's going to drop a rap album sometime over the next fucking five <laughs> weeks, uh, or at least yeah. a single, another single. Oh and you God. see him; he's already fucking promoting his last one all over fucking boats and yachts and all over his Twitter. Boats so and that's hose. one of my one of my th- my other theory is that Josh Gordon actually failed a drug test or avoided a drug test. Drug test. That's my theory. That they knew Josh Gordon was coked up or fucked up or on a bender or something. And they didn't actually fucking, maybe they didn't catch him. I don't know what the fuck could have happened that they didn't catch him. But I feel like they knew he was on a bender and that's why they just fucking said fuck you. So I'm interested to see. Because we haven't heard all the details of that story that went on at Cleveland yet. A lot of those are still buried. Yeah. So I think that's what's going to come out. That eventually you're going to hear that 
the, uh, he was fucked up, and they fucking. By the him. way, Tommy G conspiracy theories are legit, folks. They're they're pretty on point, dude. The, the, Tommy yeah. has a secret side of his personality that's way into fucking the conspiracy yeah. theory stuff. And I'm um, um, I about would this bet shit. money on this. Yes. that Josh Gordon was fucked up or coked up. The Browns found out, and then fucking he got bounced. Coke so, would make more sense. Coke. That's that's obviously coke. because it would run through his system quicker. And right. then you know, but if you're on weed, weed's gonna stay there forever. You you'd right. be no, a no, month no, after. No, no. I think it was a hard drug. I think it was something that's in and out. Right, codeine co- maybe. He was remember I'm he, saying coke. He was doing codeine coke. before. I'm saying coke. What about Sonny? Speaking of the Patriots. No, I, I have a no Patriots running back philosophy forever. Yeah, I do too. Everyone's all over this fucking game. I know. And, and they say, well, Rex Burkhead went on injured reserve, so now it thins it out. Yeah, one more. I need one of these other guys to get hit by a bus or something. Then I'll start buying in. And at the, well, at that point, you won't get it. Exactly. I, just, it's, I don't fuck with it. I, I I'm not going to. So I'm, I'm no there as well. I'm, I'm not as no as you. I'm not going to trade for him. But, you know, he'll have his moments in DFS and I'll want to kill myself the next morning. Yes. Uh, and Larry we only could pray that you do. Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a Larry I, Fitzgerald. Mark. I'm fucking the biggest. I draft in my league every year. Love yeah, Larry I, Fitzgerald. All it's that a running shit. joke in my seasonal league. Mine too. I, we, I've been yeah. Larry Fitzgerald. Well, we're old. We like old guys. I know. I we do like, like old guys. We like old guys that get better like ourselves. I like old like polite line. guys. Um, but I was not on him in seasonal this year for the first time in That's the first decade. time I didn't have him too. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I'm still out. I like Josh Rosen. You can get him for pennies right now. Well, I'll t- I would take him for pennies. Yeah, if I if the price was right and I get a 30, 40 cents on the dollar, yeah. Would I'd- you trade Tyler Boyd for yes. Larry Fitzgerald? Yes, I would do that. That seems to be the. the would you trade yeah. Calvin Ridley for Larry Fitzgerald? Uh, yeah, I probably would. Yeah, if I, I could. Yeah. I don't know. That would be the tough one there. I would trade Boyd. It would be tough to trade. I don't know. Yeah, Ridley it would be It would much tougher to Ridley. Ridley, yeah. that, you know, trade, I'm not a big trading guy. I play a lot right. of high stakes, I trade so I can't trade any. Like, I just, there are no leagues I'm in that allow, it's one, my right. home league. It's only one. Right. And all people want to do there is rip me off. So, I like basically, I don't trade with anybody there either. But it's if always, I did, I could. It's always fun to be the, the expert in, like, a league with trading because no it's one will fucking trade with you because they always feel like you're fucking no more than All that. they do. Like, yeah. all my league does. Every trade you offer, they fucking shit on it. The entire draft, all they talk about is, look at this guy. Draft him so Manzo's a good one. Right, draft yeah. him. So, and it's like, dude, this ain't even fucking fun anymore. It's like, it's like what you felt like this morning getting jumped by me on Twitter. Like, yeah, ex- yeah right. exactly. Except right, Mahomes. Except you're funny. Uh, <laughs> thank you what uh, Mahomes sell high these are the sell oh high yes guys. oh yeah everything Saquon Barkley there was and it, I think oh. it was the NFL Network or ESPN or where the fuck it was one of those fucking I saw your tweet channels. on this was like did a segment on whether you should trade Barkley for Mahomes or Mahomes for Barkley and and whoever it was I think it was Fabiano was like yes he said the right thing he's like yes you obviously trade Barkley Mahomes for Barkley but you got to be fucking kidding me if someone's offering you fucking Barkley for Mahomes. That is the dumbest fucking human. You should be banned from fantasy forever. So let's let's make this realistic instead of throwing these fucking softballs up. But like you know that's on. you know that happened though. I know, but this last listen, week we talked. I about also the know eighty percent of the fucking country's a complete idiot. That's why so, the twenty percent needs to keep on. Do you wonder why but, the middle class is being divided? It, you're either sinking or you're swimming. The middle class is drying up. It's done. If you can't get rich in today's society, you're fucking. You're not insane. talented. Yeah. 
There's so many ways to get rich. First of all, you don't need anything. You don't need to do anything. You don't need a degree. College is fucking useless. You literally can just go start a business, build an Instagram following or or Twitter following or a YouTube following. You could do it on your own. You just have to be decent at one thing. And boom, you're fucking live. Back in the day, you had to fucking take out a loan and open a shop and fucking go be in the right location. Now you just need to start a YouTube channel. Like, my, I don't understand how people struggle. Here's so my much to make the money. Jeff Mans get rich in today's day and age thing playbook. My num- number one rule: if you're female, be hot. Yeah, just be open hot. open an Instagram account and then you're there. There you go. And if you're not hot, show your tits. Then yeah. that's it. And then you're you're done. If you're a man, get a personality. Get a personality, yeah. then have an interest, and then follow. Right. Get a personality into that interest, and start some fucking YouTube channel like Tommy says, and just hammer that. Find you like cars? Go do that. You like television thing. shows? Go do that. You like freaking electricity? Go do that. You like sports? Go do, do something like that, and that's it. And if you the fail mantra, at that, go on disability social security. You're done. The mantra of "do what you love" has never been more effective than today. Right. Because back in the day, it was like, oh, just do what you love. Well, I like sports talk radio. Okay, well, then you're going to have to go to school for four years. Then you're going to have to get out, and you're going to have to do local high school games for two years. Then you're going to have to go and pray that some station lets you be an update guy. And then you got to do this. And 14 years later, you might have a radio show. Suck some right? programmer dick, If too. you're lucky. Now what do you do? Start a podcast. <laughs> like yeah. it's Literally, that's all it is. Go in your basement, plug something in, and talk and be well-informed and be excited. If you have a passion for something, there's video game kids making money. Yes. Like, Everyone, girls, forget it. Like, literally, learn nine things about sports. Wear a low cut shirt, and you're fucking on a on a on bar stool or TV channel or something. So, it's it's so fucking simple. If you guys aren't making tons of money right now, or at least on your way there, you're doing something wrong. Quit your fucking job. Drop out of college. Get rid of all that shit. It's all fucking useless. Start a podcast. Start a YouTube channel. Do fucking whatever get, you like. And fucking at the worst. And the worst case. At the worst case scenario. The absolute worst. You're not talented. Nothing else. Get naked. Yeah, yeah that's for a, for females, for you know, up top, if, if it's men, just show your butthole. Whatever it is, like <laughs> just do show your butthole. Do whatever you're. Just do something. Just get naked in front of somewhere, and somebody's gonna say yes. Just do something stupid. You don't even need to like. You could just do something stupid, and it'll go viral. So yeah, just show your butthole. Exactly. Uh, let's let's fire through these real fast. Yeah, Boy Scout leader would be like, yeah. these are these are sell high candidates. Not saying we're gonna sell them high. These are candidates. I'm selling everybody. AP. Oh God, yeah. Oh God. yes, hundred percent. Old Calvin backs. Ridley. Calvin Ridley. Yes, at, at this mm. right now, yes, because the three Depending. touchdown. You you can't expect this every day, and that's sort of the thing I was talking about before. You just it's all about expectations. I'm not saying I would float him. Like I, my favorite thing to do when I do trade, well, right. I always trade the the best player on my team the week before. If I had a guy, Drew Brees throws five touchdowns, Mahomes throws six, and Ridley catches three, I'm always floating him on the waiver wire, and everyone's like, "Oh shit!" And I get a ton of responses from it, and we start talking, and I just you know I start creating a bidding war between people, and I get up you know if you get Calvin Ridley, and you mentioned like you could probably get Fitzgerald and like you know you know a running back, you know what I, I don't know fucking. Maybe like sprawls, like something small. Yeah, but yeah, something decent. Or maybe like a fucking geo right now. I mean, listen, if you're if you're dealing with a fucking moron, then yeah. Realistically, Ridley for Fitz would be. No, even else. even there's dummies all over. You just mentioned eighty yeah. percent of the world are dummies. No, I know. Yeah. I mean, obviously, if you can go rape someone, rape someone. Not yeah. women. But no, no. Fantasy. 
No, yeah, yeah. trade um, rape. That which different. is going to be one of our fuck Mary kills. We have a rapist. Oh fuck, Mary God, kill. no. Um, yeah, you'll be, you'll like that. It's from Twitter. It's not from me. Um, Fitzpatrick, Ryan Fitzpatrick, yes, obviously. Of course, yes, fucking. Yes. I don't know how much you're going to get for him. Tyler Boyd. Yeah, I mean, give me an equivalent. Y- give me a guy. Give me a guy who you think you would trade for Tyler Boyd. That I, like, if I was a Boyd, let me owner? give you one. If I offer, if I, if you had Boyd, mm-hmm. would you trade him to me for? Kenny Stills. Ooh, I'm not never been a Kenny Stills guy, but I would take Stills. Yes, probably take Stills. Right. What about Sammy Watkins? No, I, I like the offense, and I, I'm intrigued by Watkins a lot. But no, I, I I'd rather go Ridley. Okay. All right. Uh, Baker Mayfield. Um, I, I think I, it's one of those guys. I don't think he's hyped enough yet. It's pretty good. He's pretty hype, but I think he needs one more big week like a three touchdown game and then i'd trade for him trade him i high. would i would sell him now i would sell him now coming off that hype from the last game i mean he's gonna have rookie up and downs i don't know um, if there's a quarterback you could name Mahomes. yeah that's the thing i'm always gonna say sell high on a quarterback me too like always okay, so it depends what you get i do like baker though um and i do have the whole entire browns team as by low i want njoku right now i'll even go grab higgins off the wire right now i like callaway right now obviously landry's a fucking great buy right now but i like the whole browns team on a buy side with baker in and i want the whole niners team on the sell side jeff uh i agree in the cleveland side i'm buying up everything you possibly can the 49ers the only thing i disagree with you on are the running backs i think i want more brita and or morris and they Don't both you think they stack the box now and just fucking no, their lives hell. But it's it's an inside zone scheme. So I mean, there's only so much you can do. Remember those Denver teams and Washington teams and Atlanta teams, like Cleveland when Kyle Shanahan was there too. You can stack all you want. It's all about the cutback lane, and there's really no telling where that lane's going to go. It's really hard if it's a power running scheme. You stack the box, yeah. Then it's they're just going to gap control you to death, and there's not much you can do. And in a zone system, especially an inside zone like that, where they spread it out wide, you have to honor the guys on the outside, play a lot of 11 personnel, and spread those defenders and linebackers out, put a second tight end on the field, and you know rearrange those backers. And then you, you, you put it up there, have your, your guards pulling out to one side or another and having the running back go through a cutback. It's, I think they're going to be running the ball a lot. I was surprised that the, the 49ers are top eight in running scheme right now as far as the amount of attempts. And I wouldn't doubt if they led the league by the end of the year now with Beathard. And don't forget one other thing with the 49ers, Tommy, is Beathard and, and Kittle were college teammates. Right. And they didn't play a lot right. together because they were always fucking injured, both these guys. But there's there's some camaraderie there where I don't know if Iowa, I'm going right? to – I'm not going to necessarily – yeah, Iowa University, yeah. So I'm not going to necessarily sell Kittle – Right now, I'd rather hold Kittle, and I think I may even buy the 49er runners. I don't hate that. Yeah, it's... it's I don't hate that. Yeah. Um, I didn't really think about it too much. I kind of crossed out the team, but you make some good points. Vance McDonald, I'm selling. Um, yeah. Coming yeah. off this big game, I'm fucking selling oh, him immediately. You just still got Jesse James there and all those other weapons. I think we're in agreement. For uh, two sure. guys that, that I know are hot buttons for you. Christian McCaffrey. Yes. I mean, listen... Yes, you got you got to sell. What else can he do? Twenty eight carries. You really think he's going to get another twenty eight carries? And and if you do, that's okay to say yes. But then do you you really believe that he's going to hold up? If he gets that much touches, 
game after game, you really believe that he's just going to take all those hits. That's that's a hard, that's very hard for me to believe. And I I, I would sell high on McCaffrey for sure right now. If I'm gonna if you're gonna trade me McCaffrey and I can get Zeke Elliott, I'm gonna take Zeke Elliott the rest of the way. I'll probably do the same there. Uh, Kamara, last one. Yeah, one last week for this is the last week that Mark Ingram's back. A, I, I knew this would be a hot button for you. Yeah. Because for me, I'm a big Kamara guy. Even I love though Kamara. I would yeah. So high. yeah, yeah, but I, I know you're definitely a little worried about the Ingram thing. Well, not yeah. I mean, I, it's all about you know, how much. Don't forget, last year at this time, Drew Brees was also a top three quarterback in fantasy football, just like he is right now. The difference is they found Kamara after week three last year, and once that started happening, as actually after week four, but. Once he started getting involved, they started running, 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 and they fed both of these beasts. If they go back to that, all the passing and all the great numbers that we saw with Breeze, they're going to come back down. Breeze finished, what, 7th, 8th amongst fantasy point scorers at quarterback. So, you know, I, I think that Kamara only is going to be used less, not more. And right. I understand. He's at peak value right now. Exactly. And any right. commodity, and Tommy's a stock trader. He's made a, mm-hmm. a fortune off doing this. You, you want things to trade at the absolute high. When you get their nut high, yep. that's when you sell, if possible. And you, I right. mean, listen, I'm not just if trading Kamara for get, hell of if it. If you can go get Ezekiel Elliott, you could probably get Ezekiel Elliott oh, and, and, D, yes. and DJ from someone. Yeah, something like that. I think you, that's possible. I think yeah. that's possible to throw in a bench player and you can get Zeke and DJ for Kamara if you're hurting for running back. I think that's the point people Excellent. Are you get like T.Y. Hilton and Zeke. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah, something, something like that. That's right. a that, deal that, that could do. be on the table. Right, and, and you if, can go turn around even in a sharp league. And that's um, the way to do it in my opinion. Let me ask one more, and then we'll get to uh, the, third, the DFS perspective for uh, the upcoming week. Um, Michael Thomas, because Michael yeah. Thomas is uh, – this is a guy who I was insanely high on. I know you were insanely oh, yeah. high on him Love coming him. into the year. We were both called breakout career year. Um, I have a lot of money on the prop plus 1,400 for him to lead the league in receiving, um, and he's, he's on his way there if he keeps this up. But – Again, we just talked about how this becomes a run-first team like it did at the end of last year once they get Ingram and Kamara uh, on the field at the same time. Are we selling Michael Thomas right now if we can go get you know, an elite, elite, or two guys, really, because you're not going to get a better wide receiver. Um, yes. You can go get two guys for him. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. It's bye week season. It's time. It's injuries are only going to get worse. Bye weeks are here. You need more viable players you need more starters you need a better lineup as a whole to win head-to-head matchups like we play in fantasy football so again just like Kamara I'm not going to trade just to trade or just to get out of dodge on Michael Thomas because I still think he's going to be a very valuable player down the stretch but I don't think he's ever going to be at as high a value as he is right now so right with if you that go mind, get Will Fuller and Emmanuel Sanders for him that would be that would be something to look at absolutely like two every week starters out. absolutely yeah, with upside yeah all right let's do a couple fuck Mary kills here oh, and then we'll get to okay. uh Thursday Night Football so, I can't wait for this the first like 300 responses I know there was a million of them yeah so you might have glanced which, at them but you don't know which ones I'm which pick, one did obviously. you choose this might so again let's try and expedite the process Bill Cosby oh <laughs> Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> oh, Jesus. And okay. Matt Lauer. <laughs> Fuck, Mary, kill Bill Cosby, Harvey Weinstein, and Matt Lauer. Can we kill all of them? We can. We cannot. We, we cannot. cannot. Not oh. only can we not kill all of them, you need to be married to one of these people. Well, then I, I've got to see. I have my textbook, like my Bill Belichick fuck. Like, I want to just conquer somebody. So, like, the, the 
rudest of all these guys. God, Weinstein's such a slime ball, man. God uh, damn it. I'll I'm, let you think. I'll give you mine if you want. Okay, go I'll ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely fuck Bill Cosby. Okay. Um, because yeah. he's gonna drug me and I won't yeah, remember. Yeah, exactly. It, you right? won't remember. So it. I mean yeah. that seems like a lay down fuck, right? Like, yeah, just get it over with. I'll never remember it, you know, because I'll be roofied. Um yeah. and then I'm gonna kill Harvey Weinstein. Um, as much as I don't want to marry Matt Lauer, he seems a little more hairless. You know, I'm big on that based yeah, on why I wanted to marry you. He doesn't have it on you. top either. Yeah. Doesn't have it on top. You know, seems like a little less hair on him. Uh, Harvey Weinstein seems like a hairy, slimy, smelly, right? Like, it seems like Harvey Weinstein's balls probably smell like fucking Ted oh. Schuster's balls. Oh, you know? they, yeah, they smell like an yeah, alligator's anus. So I'm going to I'm gonna fuck Cosby, um, kill Weinstein, and then marry Lauer. <sighs> I mean, I, I can't. The, the fucking of Bill Cosby is perfect. Makes sense, um, right? So, yeah, that, I mean, it just makes sense. You would be drugged. I think I would marry Harvey Weinstein just to gain control of the Weinstein group. And you do Hollywood. have money. So you have to factor money in, right? I, I, absolutely. Yeah. So I, if I'm married to it, and I don't think he was fucking his wife very much. So right. I think there's something there. Like, he's he's so sly that he's out on the side. And I'd just mm-hmm. kill Matt Lauer. Um, I, I don't know. You're right. He's hairless. But I think I want part of that Weinstein estate. I would love to run a movie studio. Yeah, that's that's a that's a good move there. Yeah, that's yeah. a good move there. Thanks. Plus, he'll probably be killed at some point, and you'll take that over for yourself. Of course. Um, another one here. So, okay. let's go millennials, oh, baby boomers, Generation X. So, for those of you that don't know, millennials are basically it's the like easiest the, one of all time. The eighteen to thirty year old kids. Uh, Generation X is like our Us, age, like yeah. thirty to fifty, and baby boomers are like fifty up. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna marry baby boomers because I mean they're just. They they have social security income coming in like they they've got the whole thing going. Uh, These I'd, are all from Twitter, by the way. I'm just pulling Twitter. Questions. Yeah, I'd f Gen X because that's pretty much my my target demographic right now, and I'm killing millennials. I mean, killing millennials. That's just they should have a new like Nintendo should come out with Millennial Hunt. It's just like the Duck Hunt game. You just <laughs> click 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 click. It's like everybody in a man bun. And you know, you know, driving electric cars and hoverboarding around, skinny jeans on, skinny brim hats. They've got those uh, freaking the spinny things. What are the fucking flip things? Spinny, whatever. I have, I have a different take. No, different take. You're not gonna. Yeah. Can you not kill millennials? I'm not gonna kill millennials. What? Um, Yeah, shockingly, and I we know I hate millennials more than anyone else. Bullshit. So I'm gonna. I mean, obviously, marrying baby boomers is the nut, right? Like it's a nut move. They know how to fucking parent. They're still old school. They know how to cook. They know how to clean. They know how to fucking be respectful. They're domestic, Um, yeah. Right, yeah, and and they got money coming, right? They got all that retirement money, Social Security money, house is probably paid off for a lot of them, right? So it's a no brainer. You're marrying a baby boomers. I'm actually going to fuck millennials and kill Gen X, my generation. I'm is going this to the murder power my move. This, this is a it's a little Bill Belichick out of you, right? Because uh-huh. I want to take every single millennial in the world and I want to bend them over and fuck them in the fucking ass so hard that they fuck and it slam their heads against the fucking countertop as I do it. Uh-huh. To the, like I want to I want to kill fuck them, and I right. think if I could get through the whole generation. I think I could at least break half of them, right? Like, they'll be so broken when I get that Sicilian pipe fucking all the way up in there. La- and <laughs> All the way up in there. So, I mean, I think that I could Middle do enough Eastern damage. Wing. Yeah, when I, when, I, when, I, when I fly my plane into their vag. But 
yeah, I think my Sicilian pipe can can literally break their spirits for half this generation. So I want to fuck all of them because they're fucking assholes. And I want to kill Gen X because if you think about it, who do you think are the people giving birth to all these fucking idiots, all uh, these fucking 12-year-old to 24-year-old morons? It's our generation. Uh, so we're responsible for procreating. This, cut off the head fucking, of the snake. Yeah, I'm trying to just stop the procreation. And get these fucking millennials and these fucking... What's the younger generation below them? Gen fucking... Oh, gen God, stupid? Who the fuck knows what it is? No but idea. I want to just try and cut the fucking cord. So I want to cut off all Gen X so that they can't produce any more of these fucking stupid kids. It's interesting. I, I have a theory that says millennials can't have sex from behind because they wouldn't know... They don't know the right... Like, they couldn't be on their knees that long. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they don't even know the position. Like, what do I do? Just lay here? I don't understand. I mean, listen, I've been fucking millennials for fucking 10 years, so that's my wheelhouse, right? So that's, uh, um, that's my comfort zone, too. Um, let's do one more real quick, and then okay. we'll get to Thursday Night Jesus Football. <laughs> um, Kelly Kapowski from oh, Saved by the ooh, Bell. You got my All attention. Right. We're, we're going to actually fuck women now, Jeff. Oh, right? my God. This is amazing. <laughs> I can't, like, we literally got like 60 fucking responses, and it was all us fucking dudes. So we're actually going to fuck women right now. And I'm going to pop women, my too. zipper in a minute. Okay. Now, these are when they were young. So for those of you that are that are too young to know these shows because you're stupid. Kelly Kapowski. Yeah, Jeff doesn't care. Fantastic. He's fuck fruit. Um, yeah. Kelly Kapowski from Saved by the Bell. Watermelon. Winnie Cooper Wonder Years or Topanga Boy Meets World. Fuck Mary Kill. I mean, this is this is so simple. Mary like, seems easy. I was so I was ah. so into Winnie Cooper. It was beyond all belief. Like, so I'm marrying Winnie Cooper. Like, I'm just straight out marrying Winnie Cooper. That was my gal when I was growing up. So there's n- no brainer for me. Um, yeah, both man, they they that's a tough one between Kelly, Kelly Kapowski, and, Winnie Cooper. I'm gonna go Kelly Kapowski. That fuck Kelly Kapowski. That I mean, that would be just the highlight. For one, it's you get the whole. I love to steal Zach Morris's girl too. Like there's there's something there. Like right. I'm kind of I'm planting my flag kind of thing. Topanga, it would be. I, I bet she'd be wild. I have a feeling. Yeah, that's the, that's what's nuts. making this tough. That like. It, like the obvious choice, I guess, is marry Winnie, fuck Kelly, kill Topanga, right? But because Kelly Kapowski and is I am like the chalk the player, sex so that... symbol, right? That's the chalk play. That's a cash game play. But I'm a GPP player. Yeah. So I'm going to take this from another angle. So Topanga is probably the best in bed yeah. of the group. She seems wild with the wild hair oh, and all that. So bouncing I can't everywhere. let that go. I yeah. can't let that go. Kelly Kapowski was the first girl I believe I ever jerked off to. So, oh, yeah. I mean, that like I had a Kelly Kapowski shirt that I wore everywhere. You know, I thought I was fucking Zach Morris and still do. Oh. So I have to, and Winnie Cooper just seems like she'd make the perfect wife yeah. because she's more passive and quiet. Oh, yeah, and she'll yeah. just kind of do what you tell her. Mm-hmm. But I'm fucking killing her. I'm killing her. I'm Wait. killing Coop. I'm killing Cooper. I'm really? Oh. I think she'll be boring. I think you get fucking bored. You're never having a threesome. You're never going to be able to like she seems yeah. like the, guy, the girl that'll just make you feel bad for going out with the boys, you know, but, like But but know. let me throw this at you. Let me try to save Winnie's life here for a minute because mm-hmm. you know she grew up to be a math scholar. That so makes she's even worse. No, but she's going to be able to build you a killer algo for DFS. <laughs> That's true. I got robbed for that. We got so. MLB model. If MLB <laughs> model dies, I'll reevaluate it. Yeah, but Rob barely yeah, fuck sucks Winnie, our dicks fuck Winnie Cooper. I, I want. I want. I need a little. I need a little spice in my in my wife. 
So I'm marrying Kelly Kapowski for sure. Because okay. she seems like she's not a whore. Like Tabanga seems like a whore. She's not a whore, but Kelly seems like she'd get down. But, you know, like Kelly so seems you were, like you could fucking take some trips. You, and Topanga, I just want to fuck. So yeah, yeah. That, that tits bouncing yeah. everywhere. Yeah. It'd be amazing. Yeah. Um, do you remember the scene? Kelly Kapowski, first time you whacked off. Do you remember it specifically? It was, I just started I know reminiscing. It was, I, I remember it was, specifically mine. I think it was the first time she ever showed up on camera, but no. Actually, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. That wasn't the first time I jerked off. It was the movie The movie with uh, fucking, uh, what's her name? Uh, the Blonde. We're playing like fucking charades right now. I'm yeah, sitting here like making signs. Gwyneth Paltrow. Uh, old school movie. I think it was Tom Hanks. The girl who was a mermaid. Was it Meg mermaid? Ryan? Oh, Daryl no, Hannah. Daryl Hannah. Splash, Splash, yeah, Splash was the first yeah, movie you made a I ever jerked off to when she really? came out. Of, when she came out of the ocean was the first time I ever jerked off to a girl. I remember I saw it the first time, and then when it was on again, I literally timed it, and that was the first girl I ever cranked it to was uh, Daryl Hannah and Splash. And it Dude, was like that a movie five was from nineteen eighty four. Yeah, you were yeah. born in seventy nine. You're five I didn't years old. Watch it the day it came out, Jeff. <laughs> you weren't in the theater. It was, they were still showing it on TV in eighty nine. Like wow. <laughs> That that's crazy. I my, was five <laughs> in the back row at a theater, turned my, my back to my mom and rubbed one out of my dad's. Leg. Mine was an MTV music video. It was Belinda Carlisle. Heaven is a place on earth. And they showed her from like the top. It was like a, it was like it was like ahead of its time. It was a POV type shot. She's uh-huh. just around singing to the camera and low cut top and everything. And oh, yeah. Come home yeah. from school. Just go go bananas. Like, I'll just wait for that video to go come on. Bananas. Go, go, bananas. bananas. Yeah. B-A-N-A-N-A-S, bananas. Go, go, Jeez. bananas. Woo! You remember that from yes, high school? No? Yes, yes, the cheerleader. <laughs> I wasn't a male bananas. cheerleader go, like you, go, but I bananas. still remember them from the sidelines. Yeah. Oh, dude, they used to throw me. I was the one they threw up. <laughs> Thursday night, DFS, week four. I wrote Woo. three, but I'm reading four. Primetime slate. Uh, first of all, fuck the showdown slate. On DraftKings. I know you guys all play There's it. There's so much money in it, though. Come There's on. There's a, a bigger prize pool, and we can win a million dollars, along with 15,000 other teams who have the same fucking lineup as you. Stupid. So stupid, that Thursday slate. That one-game slate is so fucking dumb. That's Meanwhile, my one of my favorite slates was always the Thursday to Monday slate because oh. there was so much game theory in it. Yeah. It's like, do you fade the Thursday game? Do you play it? Like, you never knew. who the fuck. Like, A.J. Green was 0% owned in the $1,000 tournament two weeks ago on the Thursday to Monday slate, and he scored three touchdowns. Like, you have such an edge from a game theory perspective. But no, that slate, first play, the biggest prize pool is $60,000. Meanwhile, this fucking one-game showdown slate has a $1.1 million prize pool. 130,000 people making lineups on one fucking game. And these people look up and go, but it's two hundred fifty grand a first. Yeah, you want to throw a couple lineups in it? Fucking go do it and get weird. You're gonna tie with two thousand people. It's so fucking dumb. It's the dumbest. And then they'll throw in just chalk lineups too. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, you know what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna use Pat Mahomes and uh, I'm gonna get yeah. crazy and I'm gonna use Tyreek Hill and uh, oh, oh boy, I'm gonna use Emmanuel Sanders. <laughs> yeah, fucking idiot. So uh, so fuck that slate. But uh, let's talk about this Thursday night game. Uh, this is an interesting uh, slate breakdown here because the Sunday slate actually has missing like most of the big games. Like we have uh, five games with totals over 48 and three of them aren't on the main slate. Right. 
So we have the Thursday game with the Rams minus six and a half to Minnesota, 49 total. We have the Sunday night game, which is Pitt minus three, Baltimore, 51 total. And we have the Monday game, which is the Chiefs-Broncos, which is four and a half, 56 total in mile high. Have you ever think you'd see a 56 total in mile high? No, not since like Sean Elway was there. But no, not with this defense. I mean, so we're missing, we're missing Gurley, we're missing Cooks, we're missing Goff, we're missing Thielen, we're missing Diggs, Ben, Juju, Brown, uh, everyone on the Chiefs. You know, Mahomes, Hunt, Tyreek Hill, Kelsey. All these guys are off the fucking slate. Emmanuel Sanders is off the fucking slate. All these guys are off the fucking slate. So I think that's going to bring a lot of overlay in DFS this week, Joe. Yeah, I think so too. And uh, well, you think it's going to be overlaid? I think no. I'm uh, yeah, overlap. Sorry, overlap. Oh yeah. yeah so okay. I think it's going to bring a lot of overlap into the slate where you're going to see like I mean, there's you look at Kamara and Michael Thomas and Saquon and guys like this, and it's like there's not four or five other guys around them at their price levels that you would play. Most of the expensive DFS plays are not on this slate. No, absolutely not. And you're talking about the main slate, right? I'm, t- I'm saying that, the, yeah, the main slate on Sunday, I'm talking. Yeah, right. the main slate on Sunday, this week's slate, is not going to have all those guys on it. To me, I love the main slate this week because yeah. I think people, it's, nothing's written for you. you. This is where your research has to pay off. There's no layups. Like you said, there, we don't have freaking Pat Mahomes. We don't have yep. Sanders. There's no cores field. All the ran- exactly. There's no cores. And I think it's fantastic. So I, I'm looking forward to it. I, I think there's a lot of goodness here in some. So in talk to me side. about this Thursday night game here. Obviously, yeah. 49 total from a betting perspective. Um, I think Minnesota bounces back. Obviously, short week plus travel isn't going to be the optimal situation to go play the fucking one team in football that we know is a juggernaut from, from top to bottom. But uh, Rams laying six and a half, Minnesota 49. I'm probably going to go over on this Rams game. Uh, I'm going to go over 49. I just think uh, I think Minnesota is going to be able to put up enough points, and the Rams are just going to do what the Rams do because Minnesota isn't the same defense on the road. Get over to GuruElite.com, our gambling package. Um, we have discounts on that. Plus, we have uh, we just dropped the price on it. Plus, we have weekly passes over there for nineteen ninety nine for a week if you just want to try it out for a week. Um, but from a DFS perspective, Jeff, break this down a little bit. Yeah, I, I think that the thing with Minnesota, I think the Rams are going to be able to have their way. What we saw Buffalo be able to do against Minnesota last week is just attack the defensive line. And ta- well, they attacked the offensive line defensively. They just supercharged it. And were able to generate a pass rush because the Minnesota offensive line's bad. This, on the other side of this, no Everson Griffin. The dude checked mm-hmm. himself into a mental health facility. Actually, they checked What's him What's going into on it. with that? How long? What are we? Dude, do we he, you know, he tried this? to rob his teammate's house. He broke into Trey Wayne's house. I know. Like, this dude is out of his fucking mind. Like yep. he's legit out of is his there, mind. Is there? Is he? What's the timetable on this though? Do we he's not know? coming back this week. He's done for? Is he done indefinitely? Like, what are they fucking doing with this? They, he's in. He's being evaluated. This is huge for yeah. those of you guys that don't know. This is a big loss. Everson Griffin's a stud. Like this right. guy's a stud. Great pass rusher as well. So um, it, it, it's pretty you know impactful. The Rams they lost both Marcus Peters and Aqib mm-hmm. Talib. So yep. you know. I'm not expecting anything at all out of Dalvin Cook and or Lat Murray if Dalvin Cook couldn't go. Which, by the way, I love that Dalvin Cook it was cramps and then it was fine. And oh, he's got a kind of a hamstring. Now, yeah. oh, we're just saving him for Thursday. Now maybe he doesn't play Thursday. But right. either way, I think that with the defensive injuries, uh, Griffin not being there, and with the state of the Vikings defense right now, the Rams will be able on to the put road. points. 
and being on the road. And then I think Kirk Cousins is going to have to throw the ball 45 times. And I think that, you know, Diggs and Thielen, very good plays. I think, you know, we talked about it before with when Peters and Tlaib were there. Kyle Rudolph would be very much in play. They do have good corners to fill in, but I don't know many teams that could lose their top two starting cornerbacks and be okay against, against the pass. Against receivers like Diggs and Thielen. That's yeah. the thing. You're not going against, you know, right. Jamison Crowder and Josh Doxson. You exactly. know, like this is, this is Diggs and Thielen, so – you know, you need all your guns. That's why I love the over. That's why I'm not going to be playing. T- I'm gold. all over the over in this game. I'm going to be pounding that over. Yep, I think that's the way to go. Um, I think that Thielen's probably my favorite because you get guys. I mean, I don't know exactly what the Rams are going to do defensively and how they're going to. They have Nicole Roby, that who's normally their nickel corner, and normally I don't. Good know if they're going to move him outside or not. I'm not exactly sure what they're going to do. What I want to attack is these backups. I want to attract the Troy Hills. I want to attack the Dominique Catfield, Dominique Catfield. Mm -hmm. Like these guys who are garbage, those are the ones I'm going after. And not exactly sure on where they're supposed to fall, who's going to play what side because of, you know, Nicole Roby's been on the right or played mostly on the right last week. But I don't know if that's the exact matchup. So I have to dive a little bit deeper into that. But those are the ones to attack. When you go to our wide receiver cornerbacks, and I'll have it in the cash game breakdown. Uh, actually, it's Friday, so I won't do you guys any we'll good. We'll be in the chat. We'll yeah, I'll chat be in the chat them. before. We'll have the live stream before the game with uh, uh, our guys Benny and Vlad. And also, if you're at FantasyGuru.com and you have a uh, – uh, VIP membership there. Dolan, Joe Dolan does a great job with wide receiver cornerback matchups as well. So there's attack the hell out of Troy Hill because he's going to get moved up. Sam Shields is okay. You could attack him too. Nicole Roby Coleman, eh, I wouldn't go at him. He's a pretty formidable guy. And depending on where he ends up playing and who he matches up against, I kind of want to stay away from that one, but attack the other two spots. Yeah, I, I like it. Like I said, I'm not playing many guys from this game. From a seasonal perspective, you know, I'm kind of forced to play Dalvin Cook if he plays just because of running back depth. I'm not going to sit him, you know, if he's playing. But uh, I honestly think Jared Goff is very much in play in this game also. I think people are going to just kind of cross it off. I'm not going to play Goff. I'll just take a shot, you know, with Gurley and then leave it alone. But I think Goff is very much in play every day. And I think this Minnesota secondary is going to be beatable also. So um, I, think the, I think the Rams score 28-plus points in this game. I think they really put it on them. And uh, you're going to get value from all these guys. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the Sunday night game, uh, also not on the main DraftKings slate. So we have Baltimore-Pittsburgh. This is a series that usually when you see Baltimore-Pitt, you think, you know, 17-10 game. Um, and looking back, though, that's how it was for years. But I think two of the last three times these teams played have shot out to, like, 55 points. So this 51 total isn't as shocking uh, as it should be. Pittsburgh has absolutely no defense and an unstoppable offense. And, you know, Baltimore, like I said, coming into the season, this team is better than people think. I, I made a bold prediction, and this was when everyone was talking about how Flacco's done. Every, Flacco's garbage. Flacco's fucking going to be out of there, might not even start the season. And I was just sitting there going, you dumb fucks. And I wrote it in my rundown before the season started. Lamar Jackson will not see the field outside of wildcat receiver running back type situations. He will not see the field as a starter all fucking year. And you know what? You can make fun of Flacco all you want. You could say you got the worst contract in football history. Dude's been good. Dude's been good. He's thrown for 900 yards already in three games, six touchdowns, two interceptions. 
Uh, there's nothing wrong. Averaging 20 DraftKings points, 64% completion percentage. I like these new weapons that he has for him. Smokey was the big one there. I love that he had John Brown because he's a deep Smokey. ball guy. So, I mean, they should be able to put up points on Pittsburgh, too. I think there's a lot of fantasy goodness in this game, Jeff. Uh, by the way, Smokey Brown, not practicing. Yeah, I know. I saw uh, that. I mean, undisclosed. Still, what a shocker. Still early. Still early. We got what till Sunday What a night. shocker. Jeez, I wonder if it's a soft tissue injury or not. I'm going to be shocker. But, um, it's fucking always hurt. I know. That's the problem. But it uh, had a good game last time. out. This game, I don't know what to make of the Baltimore defense. They're giving up more points than I thought they would yeah. be able to give up. Now, the offense doesn't surprise you. I agree with what you're saying about Flacco. It's one of those deals where – it's amazing when you get a better offensive line and some weapons around these quarterbacks and they go from, oh, they suck to, oh, hey, we could start them every week. It's kind of like we're going through right now with Andy Dalton. Like, all of a sudden, you look at Andy Dalton, he's like, he's pretty fucking good. Yeah. Like, all of a sudden, like, we didn't want him. But new offensive line, Tyler Boyd's emerging, Eifert's back. What do you know? It's the same kind of thing. Hayden Hurst is close to coming back, may even return for the Sunday night game this week, which I think would give him a huge weapon at tight end. If uh, if he indeed yep. comes back either this week or next week, so um, I don't know. When I see Baltimore Pittsburgh, I just think I gotta think that that game's gonna go under the fifty-one. You're always it, we're trained. I know, we're tra- and that's I'm like Pavlov's dog. Yeah, it, it's like we're totally trained to think. There's how the fuck, but I'm probably leaning now. I'm not gonna make a play on this because I've researched the Rams game. I haven't researched the Sunday night game yet. Um, it'll be in my article on the site, but. I'm probably leaning over on this. I, I want to see, you know, I want to dig a little bit more. But, I mean, I just think this Pittsburgh offense is unstoppable right now. They're just they're just next level. And I, their defense is atrocious. So, I just don't see them ever playing a game that ends 24-17 anymore. Like, I think this is just going to be a trend going forward. It could be. It's, man, Pittsburgh... <laughs> Bud Dupree made a couple plays this past weekend. They got Joe Hayden. Back. That game could have been forty-two thirty-five. That uh, Bucks pit. That game went over the the total. Oh, Thank yeah. God we had the we had the over over fifty-four. Mm-hmm. But that Bucks game could have, if Fitz, Fitzpatrick doesn't turn a couple balls over in the red zone, that game could have been fucking forty-two. The Deshaun Jackson got his fucking uh, return called back. That game could have been forty-five thirty-seven for sure. But I still believe in Mike Tomlin's ability to rally the troops a little bit. Not that it's going to be a good defense, but I think the way to attack better is to run against this defense as opposed to throwing against it. Um, they did shut down Fitzpatrick the first half of that game. It is Fitzpatrick, and we know it's going to happen. And then what happened is they just kept pumping it deep, 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 and that's the way Tampa Bay has been living. And Flacco fits that bill as well, but he needs his weapons there. He's going to need John Brown healthy in this game. Yeah. He's going to need uh, a Willie. If Sneed. you get Brown and Hurst, it's a it's a lock over. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I would not say it's a lock over. I don't think it's um, going to be I, low I scoring thirty some. But I, I'm not nearly as bullish on any one of these as you are. I just feel like these teams have kind of conformed to their norms, and you know it. it Roethlisberger, if he throws 45 times and he just got to air it out, then we're going to see an all-out blitz of 35-plus points from the Steelers. But if they don't have to, if the Ravens slow down the tempo and are running against them, then we're going to see them do dink and dunk like we've seen them do before. Pittsburgh really conforms their matchup more often than not. So I'm leaning under on this game. I'm not big on investing on anything. I'm never going to play John Brown. I'm just not that guy. 
I don't like any of the other receiving options much on Baltimore. If I was playing like a primetime slate or something like that, I think Buck Allen would be my guy. A lot of catches uh, there. He's also getting the majority of, of green zone touches. I mean, it's inside the five-yard line. So I like Buck Allen there. And I think I'd go James Conner, too. Yeah. Um, for the Pits- On the Pittsburgh side, it would be an intriguing play that – Seemingly, everyone in the halftime of that game last Monday night, everyone started hating on James Conner somewhere. Ended up with like 100 total yards, though. Yeah, Juju Smith-Schuster. Um, guy, before the season, I made a bold prediction and a bet with my friend. I got 7-1 to odds that Juju Smith-Schuster uh, was for like 200 bucks. So I think I went 1,400 if I'm right. Um, that Juju actually outperforms Antonio Brown this year. Because I went on a tirade about how Antonio Brown is not the four pick in the draft. He's got to downgrade him. There's no way Juju's going to kill him. Juju's actually better than Antonio Brown. That was my statement, and it sounded fucking insane. Not looking so fucking crazy right now. I so. never, I didn't say it. I've, I disagreed with you big time about mm-hmm. Juju, and it's not. Man, I, I don't know what is going He's on. He's better. I do not know. I won't say that. I got to see long term, but at the same time, shut your fucking mouth. He's better. You fucking terrorist. The uh, what? <laughs> I bird. think that uh, dumb bird. Something's going on with Roethlisberger and Brown. I don't know what. I do not know what it is. But these guys used to be in Patico. They used to be completely in sync all the time. Now you're seeing. Ben's throwing a ball all the way down the left hash, and Brown's not making a play. Brown doesn't even know the ball's coming. They're they're apologizing to each other in the press like this it's a weird relationship something is going on juju juju it's almost like if we got a third man in the booth with us right now it fucks up the chemistry and i'm probably gonna like them better than you and kick to them more often because they're new and better you know you're just like the old security blanket that i'm used to going to and doing shows with but the second someone talented comes along and comes into the booth with the two of us why would you not favor the younger, more talented person? So, fortunately, at our organization, there just is a very the lack of talent. So we're we, devoid, I don't have to we're devoid of we're talent. Void of talent. So I mean, you're stuck with me. There's nothing else you can do. I mean, for fuck's sake, I got to bring my brother on a goddamn podcast. Kurtz actually has talent, though. Sadly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry, we found that out last. That's show, the scary so thing to me. Uh, let's do a uh, last one here. Monday, uh, Chiefs, Broncos. Well, how much time we got? What are we in? Fucking hour and 20? Fuck it. Let's just rock with this. I don't know. Um, Chiefs, Denver. Uh, this is a huge total on this game. 56. monster total. Oof. 56. Uh, people are talking, and it's hard to fucking deny, that this Kansas City Chiefs offense under Andy Reid right now is literally the most explosive offense since the greatest show on turf and maybe more explosive. Um, again, it's early in the year. We know what happens with, with Andy Reid teams. You know, oh, they yeah. usually start on fire. We saw it last year with the same team with Alex Smith. you got to love what you're seeing. I said I needed another week of Mahomes to really be bought in. I'm 100% bought in. I, it's real. It's the thing. And honestly, ha- these weapons are fucking insane. You know, Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins, Kareem Hunt, Travis Kelsey. I mean, you just got fucking speed and agility everywhere, including one of the most agile quarterbacks in the league. So... I mean, are they going to be able to fucking I, – I have trouble going over on this. Mile high is a tough fucking place to play. I don't care how the Denver defense looks. I don't know, man. I'm probably going to lean under on this game, but uh, but I, I don't really have a lean on the game itself. The, um, the fact that you're finally in on Mahomes means I want to be out. Full out. Like, full out now. Full out. Um, full out. I'm out. I'm out. No. Full out. Full out. Man, the, Denver's defense – 
should be a lot better than it has. It's kind of like the Ravens defense. Right. Like when you, you think of it and you're like, oh, God, that's tough defense. Miller, then you look at the yeah, numbers. Yeah. You look at the numbers like, why are they getting beat so much? Like, what's going on here? And I haven't been able to figure out exactly, but to your point, Mahomes has, and Andy Reid's very familiar with this Denver defense. So, yeah, it, it concerns me a little bit. Now, the thing that I'll say this, last time, last season, the Andy Reid game plan was to run the ball against this Denver Broncos. And teams are doing that. This year as well. They only threw the ball 31 times. Alex Smith only completed 14 of those attempts. And remember, Alex Smith was red fucking hot coming into right. that game. I think it was week six of last season, whatever it was. And they ran Kareem Hunt 22 times. Didn't have much success either. Um, I think he had 46 yards, whatever it, it the final numbers were. But Kansas City still won the game. So a lot of defense, a lot of Trevor Simeon you know, falling apart. If Denver controls... This game does not turn the ball over, and Kansas City's defense is so fucking piss poor. And they're going to get Eric Berry back, but he's going to be on a snap count for this game. It will help the Kansas City defense if, as long as Keenum doesn't turn the ball over and doesn't throw, doesn't go crazy. I think that Denver defense will do enough to slow down Kansas City's offense. So I think this game would be an under for me. Not your favorite DFS plays. My favorite DFS plays. Ugh. <laughs> Emmanuel Sanders, Demarius Thomas, fucking yeah, a lot of things them. on Denver, to be honest with you, is kind of the direction I'm going. Royce Freeman, uh, if you get the short yardage touchdowns. And then as far as the uh, – if I'm playing a small slate, I probably want Sammy Watkins or because you're going to yeah, get Chris yeah. Harris that's going to pin down Tyreek. You yeah. know, and, and Chris Harris is a hell of a good corner. He's used to covering smaller – um, corners because he used to play in the slot all the time. Now they have him going outside. So I, I don't want to do Tyreek. I'd rather go Sammy Watkins and or Conley over Tyreek Hill in this one for the Kansas City side. But I, I think Denver wins this game. I think it's close. I think it scores a lot of points, but in the high 40s, and I would say slightly under. I think you're going to see this happen a lot with Kansas City where they can go the fuck off like they did last week, scoring like 38 points. And Mahomes had a very good game, but he scored 28. He wasn't even the highest scoring or even second highest seventh. quarterback. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He was like the seventh, seventh highest, score. highest scoring. You know, Kareem Hunt, you know, he did, nah. I mean, he, he scored two touchdowns 16 points, right? But he sucked. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. He got two one-yard touchdowns, and they were only because they were fucking luck. 18 carries, 44 yards. So outside of two outlier touchdowns, he did nothing. Tyreek Hill was just fine. I think he scored like seven fantasy points. Sammy Watkins was fine. You know, for his price, he was good, but he was like, what, five for 50? You know, and then Travis Kelsey, you know, had a big game at eight for 114. But, you know, 22 fantasy points. None of these guys were GPP winners. There wasn't a guy on the Chiefs that if you add him in, you won a GPP because of him, right? So A lot of of celebration, Tommy, about Chris Conley's touchdown. There's a lot of celebrations. Like, oh, my God, I told you he was going to score a touchdown. And he had 13 yards. You know? And I'm like, yeah, what, did he have two catches or just one? Well, I mean, listen, I mean, you got the touchdown. He had two for 13. You know, he scored nine points. I mean, but, uh, whatever. I mean, listen, but that's the whole point. He doesn't in the top 30 of scores. Listen, no one's playing Chris Conley. Chris Conley's not a good play. But the, the whole point of this is that this offense has so many weapons that nothing stands out to you. You know, like it's one of those situations where it's like, well, do I really want to play anybody or would I just rather have the funnel situation on the other side with an Emmanuel Sanders or something like that? So I agree with you. I think Emmanuel Sanders is the best play in this game. 
Um, he that's keeps the guy I doing it, and it, it keeps going. They keep going and keep going on it, and there are good plays on the other side. Demarius mm-hmm. getting a lot of targets. So yeah. it's it's not like Demarius is a forgotten piece of this at all. He's not. He's just drawing attention outside, and it's yep. it's creating a mismatch in the inside with uh, with Emmanuel Sanders, and that's where Keenum likes to go with the football. So it's perfect for that Denver offense. Yep. We started to address this last time, Jeff. Uh-oh. Fanduel, our beloved Fanduel. Oh so God! I yeah. smell a Fanduel headquarters segment coming here because oh. I want to bitch about this for a second. This fucking Fanduel website literally looks like. The Hartford Whalers fucked like Pinterest. <laughs> like it, it looks like the Hartford Whalers fucked Pinterest to the point where they just puked all over a web page on GoDaddy. Like it, there's just fucking boxes everywhere. There's like you log on to this fucking site. There's ads all over the place. There's boxes all over. The color scheme is the ugliest fucking thing I've ever seen. There's green and light blue. And then you scroll down and there's biggest prizes. NFL in the spotlight. Single game. Single entry. MLB. CFP. Like, what the fuck is all this? Like, I don't. I have no fucking idea what I'm looking at. I, I, it literally makes me go on there and just go, eh, yuck. And I run away and don't want to set a lineup. It, it's not good. The how fuck they, is it? How do, you, how do they come up with the There's, ideas, though? That's this the is thing. not one man's idea. There <laughs> is a, a team of people a group. in a they, fucking did, room that decided to do this as a unit. They, they open the window. People. Did they go downstairs and open the window? All right, let's, let's hold on. Wait, hold on. Hold, here we are live. We, uh, we actually have uh, breaking from inside FanDuel headquarters. Uh, we have some tape here of uh, the making of the homepage of the FanDuel site. Uh, let's let's go to uh, Tom at FanDuel. <clears throat> so, uh, so guys, we need to redo our main page. Um, we obviously have just got into gambling. Yeah. We have some stuff going on with mm-hmm. Patty Power. So uh, what do you guys think? Where should we go? DraftKings has a very clean front page. Uh, what, should, what should we do? Well, we, we have a lot of money now, so um, you know we, we gotta, I, I, we got to make the website pop. So you know what I think we should do is how about just a lot of information? I mean, how about words? I, I think what that. these millennial the, to capture the younger people, we need more words. I think we, I think what a we lot need is we need we need an outside view. Like I feel like we're too we're too in the woods, you know. We're we're too in in depth on this. We've been doing this for years. I'd really love an outside perspective because pretty much everything we've done has fucking sucked. So, Thank God you said that because I'm out of ideas. All right. Do, do we have anyone? Is there anyone outside? Is there anyone you could see? There's that... a guy. There's a guy crossing over the, by the crosswalk. You got to get to him quick, though. I think. Okay. Let me. Hello, sir. Sir, hello. Hey, what's up? Hey, 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 how you doing down there? Me? Yeah, hey, man, I'm good. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm actually, uh, my name is Tom. I'm with FanDuel, and uh, we're actually launching a new daily fantasy format. Have you ever played daily fantasy before? Like, like porn? Yeah, yeah, like that. Something like that. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm into a lot of fantasies. I got this one about animated bitches. Like, I'm really into that kind of stuff. Okay, um,. Uh, hold on, John. Does he see? Yeah, he seems fine. Oh, so, so you wanna you wanna use? Yeah. Uh, hurry up! You know, I, I gotta uh, get I, I I got a Chipotle waiting. All right, sorry, sir. So um, basically, what we're doing is we're looking to compete with a couple other companies in the space, and we want to make our user interface um, as user friendly as possible. So we figured reaching out to you would make more sense than these fucking knuckleheads in our office here who don't know shit. So uh, what would you do with the interface for uh, for a daily fantasy player coming on for the first time? Uh, for a website, you mean? Yeah, yeah, for a website, like color scheme, like how 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 should we uh, lay it out? You know what I would do is uh, 
I, I would just put a lot of colors that are kind of the same. Like light grays, whites, light, real light blues. So it all just kind of runs together. What about uh, fluorescent green we're talking, we're hemming over in here. How does that sound to mix in with those Yeah, colors? but put that in like every other, put a bunch of boxes. Like just boxes of ads so you seem like you're important boxes. and people hold are on, buying. Sharon, Sharon, write this down. Boxes. We need lots of boxes. Yeah, boxes, of boxes. Like squares and things. I like people it. People love shapes. Shapes. Uh, and how many? Like, how many do you think is too many squares for the main page? How many can you fit? I don't know, 50, 60, something like that. Uh, Sharon, can we get, can you grab Bob? Bob, can we get like 60 square? Yeah. Uh, it's okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We could do 60. Okay, cool. Yeah. Just do that. And then, like, throw the light green on every third one. It's kind the, of not, thing. But not, then mix it in, like, light reds to all light colors. <laughs> Don't make anything stand out. People don't like that. It's hard on the eyes. All right. So should we should we also add like players jumping out from the sides of the? Th we we mold that over like to make it distracting on the sides to take away from the middle. Yeah. Yeah. Do that, but don't not like any teams that people recognize. Just no. We'll make jerseys. them generic. Like you remember those teams in the movie The Last Boy Scout? Make yeah. everybody like that. Just general teams like L.A. Yeah. and C.H.I. Okay. and stuff like that. Like XFL type uniforms. Yeah, nothing right? recognizable to your users. Okay, and um, and then as far as the contests go, um, should we should we make it difficult? Because right now our philosophy is to make it easy to withdraw. Like you can withdraw in one click, but really hard to get your money on. We think that's the way to to go about it. Do you agree? Well, I mean, do you guys want them? Do you want people withdrawing money? I mean, I, I just really want to be user-friendly in that respect. I think well, they should be able just, to... Well, I don't just not allow them to withdraw money. Like, say, like, have a withdrawal button, but it doesn't work. Uh -huh. Or you, it's hard to find. Hold on, like, hold say, on, Bob. Write then, this down. Write this down. Yeah. Go. So, like, when you're in your... When you get customer service, just tell them to hit the withdrawal button, but don't tell them where it is. Make it really hard to navigate so that they can't find it. Hmm. And complicate it by putting a lot of words around it with different the shapes that we're hmm. talking about. I so like then that. they'll never just they they'll never take out money because they can't find out where to do it. You know, dude, I, I have to tell you, man. I mean, we've been doing meetings. Um, we obviously have no background in sports outside of soccer, and this is this has been the most productive meeting we've ever had. So uh, can can you meet us here? This time next week, we might have some other issues that we need to talk to you about. Is that okay? Oh, yeah, man. I'm just working construction down the road, so I'll be here, like, for a number of weeks until that parking lot's all repaved. Oh, d perfect. I go that, to lunch that... at this time every hour. I'll go up to the Burger King down here or Chipotle, whichever one. So just catch me here. I'm good to go. Whatever you guys need, I'm here. You know what? For, for helping us redesign our whole entire multi-billion dollar webpage, I'm going to actually give you an entry in a, in a free roll to win a, to win a box of... Uh, a pubic hairs. Oh wow! What do I win if I if I win the contest? How much? Do uh, I win? A, a fruit basket full of pubic hairs. Fruit basket full of pubic hairs. That and you'll get perfect. some. You'll get some points that are meaningless too. Oh, cool player points! I love that. I love yeah. having a lot of points that expire at random times. That's awesome. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, just just hit up support. They'll get back to you in a few weeks. But thanks, buddy. We got to run. We got we got a site to destroy. Bye, guys. Thanks for your time. <laughs> Uh, Jeez, that's a. That's, I think that's about what it is, right? It's random. <laughs> so Sight is atrocious. So I mean, the thing bad. is, this like is really truthful of how they. There's that's a very lifelike way of they coming up with their entire things.
Christmas. You know what we should do? How about a bunch of different ideas on contests? Let's have like 18 contest structures too. Oh my god. With boxes. Quick quick pick kickers. That seems like a good one. Let's get rid of kickers and What's, then do a whole contest built what around What do kickers. people like the least? Well, kickers, obviously. Oh, let's put all the money into kickers then. And just have them pick only kickers. What happens? We're gonna then? actually have a kick. I didn't even realize this was here. Kick quick pick kickers. That's pick awful. one kicker from each of the four player tiers and one super flex. Next next week. It, don't worry, they're big the big unveil at mid season is gonna be only right guards. You're going to only choose the right guards. That's it. And, you know, whoever, whichever guys get the most, whichever teams the right guards play for, you accumulate points that way. Oh, my God. But fractionally points. They'll probably have holding penalties be a positive and shit. Exactly. Let's see see if we can bang through one or two Twitter questions here. We're we're a little long, but fuck it. Who cares? (laughs) That was fucking funny, man. (laughs) I literally, I almost lost it mid-bit. I, I don't know if you listen back, you'll hear. I was I was losing it. I was having trouble keeping it in. <laughs> so uh, let's see. Let me go to your Twitter here. Oh, what is no. it? At Jeff underscore colon. Yeah. The parentheses. Ampersand, ampersand, ampersand. The the percentage sign. And okay. then four Z's. Asterisks. Got it. Okay. Cool. With an asterisk at the end. So so dude, this picture of us as dopey or whatever the fuck that is. is I love disturbing. that. That's that's gonna be the cover. We're making that the cover. Soccer Dave find that. Where's this fucking tweet? You could tell we didn't show plan this because I'm looking for it as we go. All right, here we go. I found yeah. the fucking tweet. All right. <laughs> three things most <laughs> the first thing that comes up, three items most likely lost in Ted Schuster's belly button. Oh God! Oh, uh, we're gonna skip that. I'll leave Ted alone. Fuck, yeah, definitely some Ted. mustard and raindrops in there, though. <laughs> oh my God, dude, that's fucking great. Um, all right. So, do you have any in here that you want? Uh, let's uh, try and do any football ones if we can. Uh, football ones. Talk about Mark Ingram Saints brutal matchups upon his arrival. Can he play an immediate impact, or do we have to be eased him in? I mean, you get he. Goes from week five, and then he's out the very next week. So it's one of those things, how much are they going to force him back into duty? That's really the question. They play the Redskins, not the worst. That's not the worst matchup. That's not a great matchup. I would assume you have to play him at least at flex, wouldn't you? Yeah, I mean, you have to. You know, you got you got to get him in there for sure. I mean, it's not like he's been missing time because he's coming off a broken leg or something, you know? Right. He's, he's, in my opinion, he should be fine. Um, someone said DFS cash game week four stacks that we got to save for the site um, yeah. because we're going to give that in-depth stuff on Sunday. But I mean, we can touch on some of our Sunday things like here's here's what I'm going to do, because obviously it's going to change by Sunday, but we can at least give people a high level overview. I'll give a little chalk report if you want, sure. um, just kind of who I think is going to be really highly owned this week. So I think Alvin Kamara is going to be insanely owned against the Giants. I think he's going to be back up into that 35, 40 percent range simply because, you know, you're missing a lot of these studs you know, on the other slates, you know, as we just talked about. So I think he's going to be up there. Um, I think Michael Thomas is going to be very high. Tyler Boreed, uh Tyler Borey? Boreed? 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 Tyler Boreed. Tyler Boreed. scoop. The, uh, <laughs> so I think uh, Tyler Boreed is going to be uh, pretty high-owned. Obviously, him and Ridley, the, the DraftKings. We should do a dra- live from DraftKings headquarters on their pricing. They just decided <laughs> to keep them in the 4Ks. So yeah, they're going to be insanely owned, and I think they're good plays. I think David Johnson at 6,600, probably going to get some love. Uh, Gio Bernard, depending if Mixon's back or not, uh, jumps off the page. Looks like someone will be high. And I think we're going to see a lot of Zeke this week, too. 
um, obviously with Ridley, who I just mentioned. But I think Zeke is interesting against Detroit. I hope so. Yeah, I'm all, I'm all about it. I, I love Zeke Elliott a lot. Like I yeah. said, I don't want to give away too much. Right, yeah, I'm uh, just high-leveling it here. High-level it. I don't want to give too much away. Again, GuruLeet.com. But uh, I will say from the wide receiver, want me to make my wide receiver guaranteed yeah, prediction sure. for, for sure. a touchdown? Sure. Taylor mm-hmm. Gabriel. Ooh, Chicago Bears against rate. Tampa Bay. Just dude has been getting crazy separation. Trubisky has not been good. He's not been able to find him, but the targets are there. They like him a ton. That's why Tariq Cohen's not being used. And this week against Tampa Bay, he's given up the third most separation amongst uh, their defensive backs. Gabriel has the most separation in the entire NFL. He's going to get wide open. He's going to make a huge play. They can't tackle in their defensive backfield. So Taylor Gabriel scores a touchdown this week, folks. I'm going to give a weird one. I'm going to give a weird Uh-oh. one. I don't know if this guy's going to make my lineups or anything. It's just something I got a feeling. It's one of those where I could see him scoring a touchdown, but I don't think, you know, I'm fucking in love with him as a play. But Kelvin Benjamin, I think Kelvin Benjamin down there. At wow. I think, and you know, I hate this motherfucker. So. He, you know, he dropped a touchdown early in that game and was pouting on the sidelines. Like, yeah, stomping he's a, up and I down. hate him. He's, he's like Cam's son, right? Like he's got oh. that crybaby bitch in him, but. I think Kelvin yeah. Benjamin gets in the box this week at 3,600. So, um, I mean, I, I'm not going to give too much more because I want to save it for the site. But uh, we give a lot for the Thursday and the uh, Sunday and Monday, which we'll continue to do. Um, let's see here. Let's see if we have one more question. Josh well, Gordon you, yeah. question. Oh, Josh Gordon. Okay. I was going to say it is a good one because a lot of people are worried about this. Josh Gordon's projected impact. Sell high. Uh, that's, that's a different question about his personal team. But Josh Gordon's projected impact is a good one. Um, we mentioned it last time. Um, what do you think his impact is for this week, though? I know we're both bullish on him next week, the week after that, right? But the first week, what do you project for a possible snap count? Is he going to be playing one? And then what's his involvement going to be, especially coming off that fucking terrible loss last week where they didn't have anyone who could take the top off? Slightly over 50% on the snap count. I wow, think he okay. gets about four, maybe five targets. And there's a big play in there. Like, I don't know. It's either going to be a leaping grab on third down to move the chains. Something that gets him positive momentum, you know, moving forward. Maybe it's, maybe it is just a, you know, a catch in the red zone. He goes up and over somebody, something he's going to make one like bigger play, you know, that it's going to be forecasting or foreshadowing what he's about to do popping off the rest of the season. So I think there's going to be a big play in this one. Miami's been they're coming in hot New England's ice cold Miami plays New England pretty tough normally at home they're on the road this time out but I think Josh Gordon is going to make that big play that sort of turns the momentum in this one and sort of propels him going forward all right so get over to guruelite.com go sign up get down to the podcast world subscribe download tell a friend to tell a friend we're a word of mouth company guys we're we're grassroots guys, me and mans. We built yes. these companies from nothing. Ground so up. We like Tell us your favorite of- quotes from the podcast, your favorite parts as well. Tell us what you liked. Yeah, let us like- know. We're, this thing is constantly evolving. So you guys tell us what the fuck to do. We'll run this whole podcast through Twitter. We don't need to fucking Hell plan yeah. it out too much. So, um, But yeah, get over there, subscribe. But uh, seriously, go tell your friends. Tell them to fucking listen to it. Send out some emails. Uh, let's get this thing popping. But, Jeff Manns, any uh, sure. final words for you, you stupid fucking bird-looking bitch? Don't ever get on a plane if you see Tommy G stumbling in as well because uh, chances are you're going to fly it into a building. <laughs> on okay, that note, motherfucker. for Jeff Manns, I am Tommy G.
Good luck. And stay cashing, motherfuckers. Mercy is for the weak. We do not train to be merciful here. A man face you, he is enemy. Enemy deserve no mercy. Oh.